0: Tonight on the Flop House, we watched Christian Mingle. So we watched Christian's Mingling. No, we watched Christian Mingle. Is that a guy named Christian? Mm-hmm. His last name is Mingle. That's right. What From we 50 wa- Shades of Grey, Christian Mingle. <laughs>
1: 50 Shades of Mingle. Stewart. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm uh, Stuart Wellington,
2: and I'm Elliot Kalen. No need to sound like I don't know my own name because
1: <laughs> I remember it. Stuart, are you doing okay? I'm doing a bit, dude. Come oh, on, why okay. you gotta call me out on? It? This is a character I'm working. <laughs> What's the name? What's the character? Stuart Wellington. <laughs> See, <laughs> so you right. took a moment to yeah, write yeah. your name you there. Like that's that? good. I like this character. He's a cool new dude. Like, it's, his, it's like Slight Inconvenience Memento guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's got a lot on his mind. He's thinking about some high concept stuff. <laughs> <laughs> high
0: concept stuff? Like, yeah, 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 Like hey. Christopher Nolan movie plots. <laughs> a cop, not a cop movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... I, guess, I, I feel like that's pitched right down the middle at Joe Everyman. All right. Um, comma, The Plumber. Okay. <laughs> Uh, A cop, not a cop. Like That's a CBS show. That's every show.
2: So what would be a high concept? Well, give me an FX show.
1: Oh, an FX show? Well, it's got to be a little bit badass. If it's a comedy, it's got to be both a little bit edgy, a little bit sexy, (laughs) and it also has to feature characters that you don't really like that much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they're sexy and funny, so you want to be around them for 30 to 40 minutes. It could also be, if it's FX, then it's like, hey, are you a pudgy
2: white comedian who's depressed? get a show on fx wow (laughs)
1: is that the is that the ad that's the slogan yeah (laughs) oh wow
0: uh so this is a podcast where we we talk about uh tv shows where we just
2: rag on people who are more successful than us yeah
0: that's Mm -hmm. mostly it but then also we watch bad movie and then we talk about it okay and i'll bite this month yeah he's gonna bite it Don't bite it, (laughs) please.
1: (laughs) Okay, so this month is what month, Dan? Small Timber. Small Vember. Small
2: Vember, the month when we go to small, lower-budgeted movies, smaller Mm -hmm. films, as opposed to the big Hollywood blockbusters and knockwursts that we normally go after. And if people get fucking (laughs) Knockwursts? Yeah, I'm thinking about meat. (laughs) All right.
1: And if uh, people get a little bit pissed at us for, you know, riling them up, uh, they can't take us to big-time court,
0: we have to go to small claims court. (laughs) <laughs> because they're small movies yeah, the
2: court where the judge is a little kid <laughs> yeah
0: and we drive there in our micro machines <laughs> no, wait, do we have to talk real fast the whole time that's right mm-hmm I can't do it though, so I won't give you an example. Mm, All right. What about? I feel like like, that was a natural setup for something that I. Here's an idea for a cop movie. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is unable to do. Somebody is killing
2: voiceover artists in Hollywood. Okay. Starts Michael Winslow's the first. It's like Scream, Mm -hmm. where you think the big star is Michael Winslow, but he's killed off in the first scene. Mm. So
1: so it's Michael Winslow, Nolan North.
2: So yeah, so uh, Billy West and like so Bobby Frank Walker. So yeah, Frank. So Bobby McFarren. And the micro machines guy have to team Patrick up. Patrick Warburton, I guess so. I mean, I guess he's kind of straddles the line a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's a crossover he's artist. He kind of started as an on-camera actor, as far as I can tell. So, uh, I guess like John DiMaggio, I guess would be one of them, maybe. But mm-hmm. so, so Pat, so Bobby McFerrin, and the micro machines guy, who doesn't even have a name, he's just called Mike, M Machines Guy. Uh, they like have what to,
1: about Yardley Smith? Yardley. No.
0: It's not Yeardly It's Yardly She's
2: got a real She's also Again Non-camera script Career Maximum Overdrive Herman's Head All sorts of stuff mm-hmm.
0: So I'm the just not doing this Jean. I'm not doing uh, this she game was in, right
2: Wasn't she in the opening Of City Slickers too
0: I believe that is was correct Was she the
2: co-worker That Daniel Stern Was sleeping with
0: Or was that somebody else that sounds familiar. Guys,
2: if I had a little miniature portable computer in my pocket that I could look at this up on and also make calls and take pictures. That I could look at this up I on. i do man. it, but I can't. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Bobby McFerrin and the Micro Machines guy, mm-hmm. they're on the case, but they can't stand each other, partly because Micro Machines guy talks fast. Bobby McFerrin, he's like, don't worry, be happy, let's talk slow. Mm-hmm. They literally can't communicate, mm-hmm. and they have to teach each other their own special
0: brands of talking. See, Stuart, that's high concept. Okay, that sounds pretty great. And it's uh, called Double Talk. Just,
1: isn't that already a Dennis Rodman and I want to say Double Team. team. <laughs> okay.
2: Actually, that's not even. Double <laughs> Team is the one where it's two Jean-Claude Van Dammes. <laughs> <laughs> the one where it's Steven Seagal and Dennis Rodman is, I think, the Glitter Man?
0: Nope. No. Nope. That's, oh, uh... The Glimmer that's
2: Man. No, that's Keenan I Williams, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so, you know what? This one I'm looking up. I'm
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not looking
2: up the other one. It's
0: not the January, man. Simon that's Kevin Says. Klein.
2: Simon Says. Dennis Rodman action. Okay. okay so, well, while he's doing that, let's right. vamp
1: a little bit, Dan. What do we do on this podcast normally? Uh, we watch a bad I movie. It was double team.
2: You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. It was double okay, team. Okay. So, now, you now heard I guess I... You first. I'm you got to work for me wrong. for a month. So, what was the one where Jean-Claude Van Damme was twins? Is double mm-hmm. impact? Double impact. Oh, okay. And this is double team because I like. It's called double team, I guess, because there's two guys, <laughs> unlike other movies where just one, <laughs> one, or one or
3: three, three Dennis people. Dennis Rodman. Who's well, there's on his team. <laughs> oh. there's, there's two
1: guys and there's only one bad guy, so they're double teaming, <laughs> which is a foul. Mm. It's quite foul. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, so it's like, I think that's like a foul. Are they, they're boning together. Is that what you mean by double teaming?
1: I don't know. Let's they're not, both uh, punching him at the same time. Why does that
2: have to be sexual? Guys, we've lost track of what we're talking about, which is that it's small vampire. Yep. <laughs> when we look at smaller movies as opposed to big budget movies, and we're bad movies and we talk about them. Uh-huh. And we and so Dan, what movie did we watch this time as if it wasn't announced earlier? We watched a movie
0: called Christian Mingle. Now
2: hold on a second. I thought that was a website
0: like dotcom yeah, yeah, yeah. or D Snyder's Oh, Strange well, that explains why the picture we were watching never changed. It was just a bunch <laughs> of little headshots of various people
1: yeah, I thought we I thought we review movies on
0: this podcast Dan
1: not, not websites not dating websites.
0: Uh, that would be a good fucking idea for a podcast if someone just like tried every dating method and reviewed each one of them. I mean, it's, it's, probably it's, exists, it's right? Not
1: too far from Ono, oh Ross and Carrie, which is found on the Max Fun network. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So if they if do a lot theirs is more like that's like, like weirdo and cures and, and cults and things. Yeah,
1: I mean theirs is better, but
2: <laughs> 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 So Dan, which dating site would you choose, would you test first? Uh, Adult Friend Finder. I know that's the one you
1: would go for, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: or that one where the pop-up ads come up that just say like "lonely married women in your neighborhood." Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: That's when you're you're just browsing around Pornhub, making sure that there's plenty of <laughs> Ben Ten Alien Force I'm lay in on What? <laughs>
3: that
2: is not a situation I've ever even imagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let alone type
1: in uh, <laughs> Tune Porn. <laughs> no. And you're like, why are you even typing in porn? You're on Pornhub. <laughs> it should
2: be. I, I, don't want any, I don't want any non-porn
0: cartoons showing up here.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. For all I know, oh, someone's no. using this to bootleg Mary Melody. It's not a
0: Look, it's the old mill. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch something with boobs in it. Well, I guess duck amuck again. <laughs>
1: I guess I'll... Yeah, yeah you, though you fulfill the social count. No, the rise.
0: skeleton dance. There's not even any skin on them. I no. no, can't see anything. Um, I, I guess, guess I, I guess that's I, the most nude something can be is if they are a skeleton.
2: I guess I'll I'll just have this duck season wabbit season cartoon. I'll just call a threesome between Daffy and bugs and Elmer and I'll just go at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll try
0: and masturbate to this Because <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <So>, if nothing <laughs> because really it is in the trying. That we succeed. <laughs> yep. uh, wait, I guess what you're saying
2: is, man's reach should always exceed his grasp exactly. when it comes to masturbating.
0: <laughs> and that you gotta keep your penis in the in the sand, to keep reaching for the stars. Mm-hmm. When there's only one set of penis tracks on the sand, it okay, was because now it's like
2: Christian Mingle, Okay. Yeah, he goes. He goes. I was drinking you the whole time, Dan. That's, that's blasphemous, terrible. but not to me. It's horrible. So what's so this bad. movie? Christian Mingle is it based on the website? Uh, or was Dan. it just inspired by?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm not because it was also because it
2: was also. So I don't know. The weirdest thing was to find in the credits that it was written and directed by Corbin Burnson.
1: Mm-hmm. So I got a lot to TV's say about Corbin Burnson. L.A. Law, lay it on us. R- so writer and director Corbin Burnson is also arguably the star of Major League you guys want to argue that very arguable.
0: (laughs) I mean there's one Charles Sheen who I think would take that.
1: Yeah, or Wesley Snipes or Tom Barringer.
0: Tom Barringer is the one with like the romantic plot, right? Yeah, Corbin Burnson's like the snotty guy. So he's not the hero at all.
1: No, he's like the snobby guy. But I, I mean it depends on what you consider to be hero. We use loose definitions in my house. Um, so Major League was my next-door neighbor's favorite movie growing up. Okay. I watched that movie so many okay. fucking very, times. Very tenuous connection to what we're talking about. <laughs> and my my neighbor, Justin Skelton, which sounds a lot like skeleton. True. But it was not spelled like skeleton. Save it for Shocktober. So he uh, he's also the kid who... I would always talk about watching Roseanne because it was a great show, and his okay. parents
2: wouldn't <laughs> let him watch You're it. getting farther and farther going. away. Anything farther really and about. farther in a white, widening guy. Or- <laughs> yeah. The Falcon cannot hear the Falconer, Dan. We're slouching
1: towards Bethlehem. The so, sinner cannot hold. But he told me that he, w- he and his family did not watch Roseanne because it was... <laughs> it- <laughs> Things fall apart, Dan. It's scientific. Yeah. He wouldn't watch Roseanne because, and I quote... It was a bum show. Like, he wouldn't watch it because Oh, that's it a magazine represent-
2: my, I found in my dad's drawer once. Bum, <laughs> bum
1: show. show. <laughs> uh, that's a really nice way to put that, that type of magazine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was classic. Well, it was a
1: British magazine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Bum show. But it was just the weirdest that thing. In a larger
1: tabloid format. Yeah. But, like. <laughs> so, what is the subject of Corbin <laughs> Birdson? He was in Major League, the star. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to just call an audible <laughs> call on him, this. Yeah, you know I'm all again on that red card. You're in the penalty box. <laughs> I'm vetoing that can I, story. Can I take
1: my beer to the penalty box with me? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go <laughs> ahead. The pelican box. The pelican, yeah, the pelican box. box. Yeah, like
2: just like with uh, uh, Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington, the pelican box. <laughs> <laughs> that movie where they got to find the pelican. trapped
0: <laughs> in a box of pelicans.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought it was they lost a pelican in a box. And they got to go oh, okay. to the airport to pick it up. All right. Yeah. The mail. So, was- Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. We can kill a lot of time because despite being a movie that is an hour and 40 minutes long, there's not a lot of plot in this movie. No, And it is the sto- hilarious tale of one woman's journey to find love. And in the end, she does find a love.
0: Mm-hmm. The love of Christ. Yeah. Uh, now, she the is... sexy kind of love. I don't know. Check him
2: out. Come on. Long hair. That beard. Mm-hmm. Come on. He's fit. I'm not going to... I
0: was blasphemous before. I'm not going mean, to take guy, your bait this The time. guy is...
2: I'm complimenting your god That's on right. his ripped abs that i've seen hanging from crosses in churches com- across the yeah, country yeah can i come
1: out of the penalty box guys <laughs> okay your, your penalty's done plus dan he's a woodworker you know what that means mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eyebrows yeah. raising you know you you ever see
0: you know mm-hmm. that
2: diet coke commercial where the, the ladies all in the office all want to watch that one construction worker take his shirt off and drink yeah. diet coke that was jesus
0: Oh wait,
1: He drinks Diet Coke, or they're drinking Diet Coke. They're
2: watch. They keep going Diet Coke time, Diet Coke break, and he's uh-huh. drinking Diet Coke. But they want to watch him do it because they know he takes his shirt off when he does it.
1: And that's how he got so ripped—is drinking all that Diet Coke. That was Such a-
2: is the implication of the ad. Although the fact that he works with his hands in a very high-intensity construction job and is—and
1: I can let's only assume it, a he, gym rat. And he, yeah, he's got to work out because he wants to maintain his following.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. That mm-hmm. was a big get for Diet Coke, to have Jesus endorse your product. It
2: was huge, and it did not sit well with God the Father, who oh, was yeah. very unhappy that Jesus was going off-brand like that and, and endorsing a, a, you know, a marketable product. Yeah. That doesn't, and God was like... God Usually he
0: just endorses wine and fishes, but no specific wine or fish. No, either. no, just the generic brand. Yeah. How do you
1: feel about RC Cola, a.k.a. Risen Christ Cola? <laughs> um, I
3: don't <laughs>
2: think that's what that stands for. Okay, uh, you're th- <laughs> uh, you're thinking of J.C. Penny. Jesus Christ, Penny's mm-hmm. <laughs> the department store. Uh, so she is. So it starts as La- uh, she. It starts Lacey Chabert. Mm-hmm.
0: Just imagining BJ and the bear. If that shows blowjob and the bear.
2: Why? <laughs> well, that, why did That pop into your
0: head? <laughs> We're talking about initials. There's is that be- like the bear
1: from? Wait, was it a bear or a dog? It was a chimp in, named Bear in oh. The Shining. That's oh, in
2: The Shining, it was a like a it was a bear suit, right? Yeah, or that's a, a BJ suit. and the
0: bear, right whenever there, I, Dan. I yeah. imagine an actual bear whenever I imagine this magical '70s show, BJ and the bear. No, it was about a chimp. Oh, okay, who
2: was with a trucker?
0: All right. Okay, so are we ready
1: to start the podcast
2: the <laughs> I
1: don't think we are. This is all the bullshit we put but in I the But I think end, Stewart
2: right? has made a very important point that that scene in The Shining should be called BJ and the
1: Bear. <laughs> yeah, it's in the, if you, if you go to the, uh, the DVD menu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why Shelley Duvall screams when she sees it, because she's like, I'm missing my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie stars Lacey Chabert, mm-hmm. formerly star of, what, Party of Five? Mm -hmm. and uh, she She is one of the mean girls right and she's one of the mean girls she lives in any city usa the most generic city i've ever seen in a movie i could see no identifying location marks anyone in listening if you've seen this movie tell me right in tell us where it's set because i am curious Mm -hmm. it looks like they built a city on rock and roll in the middle of nowhere that nobody lives in just to shoot this movie
0: yeah it's like uh canadian pittsburgh is what it looks like.
2: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and so she's an advertising executive. She works at Maritime Advertising, mm-hmm. uh,
1: located in the sprawling metropolis of where
2: <laughs> of somewhere, and uh, it's run by uh, uh, Stephen Tol- Tobolowsky, who is uh,
1: in a, a scene-stealing performance. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really trying. Of all the actors in the movie, he is working the hardest to make anything he's saying interesting, and he like the whole quirky thing is that he. Acts like he's a naval officer. Yeah, it doesn't. There's like the movie seems to think that it's quirkier than it is. Like we're watching, uh, like a very we're watching a Hallmark kind of lifetime type mm-hmm. movie that seems to yeah. think that it's, it's I Heart family. Huckabee's. Yeah,
1: like and uh, and Steven Tolblowski is looking full on like somebody put Wallace Shawn in like a
0: rack and stretched him out real <laughs> tall. Now. There would there's a great. We should do a remake of Twins with the two of them. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> seems like seems much more believable than Seems than the a little weird because they're
0: both the sexy twin now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're both the hot one. So they can't <laughs> keep the ladies away. I I would love to see. A- it still
1: ends the same with them dropping a giant
0: chain on the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> I would love those movies twins just like why did there have to be a bad guy in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah why, why was why was there a, a criminal plot yeah isn't the comedy just that they're mismatched twins
2: the same well, Arnold Schwarzenegger an action star Dan okay. mm-hmm. he hadn't yet entered his junior phase where he could just be funny you know mm-hmm. uh, it's the same way that you had all those TV movies in the 80s where characters from a sitcom would go to England or France, somewhere in Europe, and they'd get mixed up with spies. Yep. And it was like, look, I like the family ties characters. I'm curious to see what happens to them in a foreign country. I don't need them to be inter- inter- interacting with spies.
1: <laughs> like, why is there a drug operation in Hawaii?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, people love to get high there.
1: Yeah. It's called ha oh, that's, yeah. That one, that, leave that one on the editing floor. Put that on the cutting room
2: <laughs> floor and then stomp on it. Maybe light it on fire. Christian Mingle. So, Stephen Tobolowski's ad agency is actually not that important in it. It turns out Lacey Chabert is the last of her friends to be engaged or married. Not the last of her kind. Yeah. She's really feeling it, maybe because she lives above a clock store, and so it's just a reminder every day that she's running out of time before her eggs curdle. Mm-hmm. And they and see, she's like, i got to do something. I'm desperate. I'll even use the internet because Christian Mingle in this world that it exists in it buys up so much ad time on television Every time yeah. she
0: turns on the TV, there's a Christian Mingle ad. So, there's two things that really are uh, upsetting kind of off the bat in this premise. Number one is that Lacey Chabert chooses to go immediately to Christian Mingle as her online dating of choice.
2: I mean, well, the main upsetting thing is that in this world, that that's a, her only option. Is that an attractive given? young woman with a successful career who is always wearing low cut tops can't find a man who's worthy of hanging around, you know?
0: But it it seems like from what we see of the exposition, what's wrong with these guys? You know, I I mean, we're not really introduced to too many like too many potential suitors. We see one suitor at the beginning of the movie who can't make eye contact with her. He keeps
2: looking at these these three women who are standing at the bar. He's kind of like a Vincent
0: Gallo type. And it is
2: literally, yeah, I can see that. It's literally a bird in the hand, three birds in the bush situation Mm. where he's like, I'm with this one woman. I think I can bag three women at once. Gotta go. Yeah. And I have to assume it did
0: not work. And I can, although it sounds like a much more entertaining movie following his story. Sure, but I come guess on. he attempts to, to desperately it. It's a
2: real after hours type plot. Yeah. You know, who knows where, the, where it's going to lead him in the dark netherworld of city TBD.
0: This metropolis with no name. But she's worked her way through uh, all of her friends' friends and her friends' husbands' friends is what we learn in Expedition. Probably her friends' husbands, too. (laughs) Oh, wow. I Uh, mean, she's a liar. We see
1: throughout the film. She is very comfortable lying. And at least at the beginning of the movie begins godless. Uh, Extremely so. Mm Mm-hmm. She's a harlot. So her only option. Uh, whoa. I thought that was a little harsh. Come on. No,
0: come on. The, she's
2: apostate, certainly. I think
0: that. Okay. But the but point now is. You're,
2: now you're shaming her. And I don't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So Dan, she, when she goes to hell, it's because she doesn't love Christ in her heart. It's not because she's shameless with her body.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because you know what? God gave her that to enjoy. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe you'd like to come to my church on Sunday. It's called the Church of Sex. <laughs> it's on cinemax on sundays <laughs> okay it like, seems these parishioners have a lot of sexy problems and only the sex priest can help her it's always a her oh all
0: right also the like, sex priest is, a woman. is the sex Would priest a- like tell these stories as the is that the sermons they're is always the sex con- priest just- oh, no it's
2: confessionals the the, the, oh, the sex okay. priest gets in the confessional says and it's uh and it's, bless me uh uh, yep, come on, let's see if you can pull father, this out. I guess uh, for I have sinned. It's been seven days since I last had sex. Let me tell you the story. Mm-hmm. Then it's just a sex scene, and then pre the, and then it comes back to the lady priest. She's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm "Tell me mm-hmm, more." Mm-hmm, the lady tell me priest more, is describes another sex scene, and then they have sex. The priest
1: and the and the other person.
0: Now, there's right. lady it's priest called character. Erotic
2: confessionals.
1: Now, I you know I hate to take a job away from an actress, but I still think it should be played by David Duchovny in drag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> From Twin Peaks. Yeah, so he's got sure, the
0: right. chops. Yeah, the first time he's done it.
2: <laughs> the director of House of D? Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: uh, no, So, but, Dan,
2: as you can tell, that premise ran out of steam pretty quickly. Yeah. Let's go back to the
0: movie. No, what I was saying, though, was... Again, throw it on the cutting room floor. <laughs> so she's gone through everyone that she knows personally. So clearly the next logical step is to leap straight to Christian Mingle... Christian-specific dating site. Well, it's 2014, Dan. It's crazy for people to meet on the internet. Well, that's the other thing that's so infuriating (laughs) about this movie that I was going to get to, is that everyone seems to act like it's the worst thing in the world that she's internet dating. They just think it's... They all act as if it is crazy
2: and not, I would have to assume, one of the top three ways people meet people now. Yeah, yeah. They're
1: like, Oh, that's... Wait, you use the internet for dating? I only use that for getting my Blue Apron deliveries. (laughs)
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I only use it for running local bookstores out of business. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love the voice she you. It's my
1: only way to receive <laughs> my use of <laughs>
2: gold nuggets. <laughs> There's internet in them their computers. <laughs> <laughs> now here I thought I was bemused by this, but also a little insulted considering I met my wife online and that was eleven years ago that we met. So that was back when people did think it was weird to date online and when her parents when she told her parents, Oh, I went on a date with a guy who says he's a producer at the Daily Show, they thought I was a murderer who was going to kill her. Mm-hmm. That was not the case she's still alive today and i have the emmys to prove uh, to her parents that i do it did in fact on the Daily
0: Show. Do we have we have proof that she's still alive elliot uh well she's right here
2: <laughs>
3: hey guys how are you doing <laughs> all
0: right well i guess it checks out yeah yeah i can see, her voice. see her, but i can yeah. hear her voice i mean
2: she's wearing sunglasses and when i raise this when i pull this pulley string her arm goes up <laughs> and waves at you and whenever
1: samba music plays oh, hi, she Danielle. gets up and
2: dance <laughs>
1: yep And those uh, hitmen, those cocaine-related hitmen that keep showing up (laughs) that swear she was dead before are are out of luck. They're disappointed. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. So anyway... I feel bad that I turned one of the worst scenarios I can think of, The Loss of My Spouse, <laughs> into a Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, hilarious so farce. Keep, yeah, so let's keep going. But anyway, <laughs> she decides to go to Christian Mingle because why not? You know what? She was probably raised Christian in some capacity. Uh, but this is also a world where people take Christianity very seriously. They are either believers or not believers. And never the Twain shall meet unless you're Lacey Chabert and you're lying to your new boyfriend, Paul Wood,
1: mm-hmm. who is
2: Paul not a, a porno guy. <laughs> yep, just like Cool World. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, she meets this guy. He's cute. He's kind of boring and He's bland. toot, toot. <laughs> 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 I bet he smells like Juicy root, Just like a song. Yep. Uh, Anyway, he's just kind of a bland guy. You could easily see being in a relationship with, and he's not going to make jokes, but he'll kind of laugh politely. They have a at your super jokes.
0: awkward date. Very yeah. awkward. Oh, coffee that was the date. other fucking thing. They, I mean, like they have an awkward coffee date, but then they go for sushi, and Paul a- acts like sushi. Like this is this movie might have been, at least might as well have been from the early '80s, the way that they treat sushi, like. What raw
1: fish? He's so disgusted I don't understand by it. It's like that scene in The Boyfriend Academy or... AKA, also, don't tell her it's me. ...where they're having that weird dinner with Jamie Gertz and yeah. Steve Guttenberg, and she looks down at her food, and it's, like, wiggling
0: around and squirting and making mm-hmm. farty sounds. <laughs> but it's like, the movie... Equates, I guess, being Christian with just like being an all-around rube.
1: Yeah. Don't worry, Dan. There's also this amazing comic timing where he puts a piece of fish in his mouth and then chews it for five minutes, (laughs) making almost no facial expression. And she's like, uh, are you enjoying it? And then it cuts back to him and we watch him chew for another five minutes. (laughs) And then it cuts back to her, and then it cuts back to me sitting on the couch, and I'm like, Elliot, why am I still alive? Am <laughs>
0: I trapped in some kind of weird you know, region? Saying, Elliot, have you're I taken drugs that expand my
2: <laughs> sense of time? Mm-hmm? You're saying Corbin Bernsen is a master of pacing, which is why when I thought there was five minutes left in the movie, and Dan pressed the pause button, and I saw there was
1: 25 minutes left in the movie, I was ready to break his television. There are horror movies that have not had a scarier reveal than that <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we had gotten It's like lead. we looked over and there was a fourth person In the room <laughs> and, and we, he's like I've been making this podcast all nine years dude <laughs> yeah.
2: It was like My doctor had called me up and was like Oh by the way you're dying gotta go Like that's how I felt in that moment <laughs> It was- The doctor's very busy Oh, and that's why he's calling me so late at night. He's got so many people It'd to call like to tell if that if they're dying. if we said,
1: who paused the movie, and Dan says, not me. And there's a fucking ghost with not me written on his chest running away from us with a weird dotted line. <laughs> well, that sounds adorable. <laughs>
2: Did little Billy do the strip today? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's cut to the chase. Let's talk about this movie real fast. At the same time, the parallel plot is that Lacey Chabert's boss, Stephen Tobolowsky, has hired Jay Peter, the Commodore, or, or he has uh, he, he has been hired by John O'Hurley, Jay mm-hmm. Peterman from you know. Seinfeld. To market this new product, which is a miracle baldness score that it cure that is some kind of blue pill. And they never mm-hmm. quite exp- it's like the three seashells in Demolition Man. They never quite explain how you use it. Do you eat nice. it? Do you rub it on your head? I don't know. Is it, I assume is it a,
0: a suppository? Yeah, I don't think you put it up your butt. I think it's a normal pill. Well, Dan, s- pill what style.
2: what evidence do you have from within the film that you don't put it up your You're butt? You're
0: right. There's, I'm. It's extra textual. I'm not. <laughs> using it's the, very <laughs> extra <textual>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what that means but i like the way you said it
2: uh so she's finding she doesn't believe in this product she thinks that it's wrong mm-hmm. but she's it's yeah, her job to yeah put, men
0: should
1: be comfortable in their baldness yeah but it's
2: her <laughs> that's her main point <laughs> yeah but yeah. it's her job to slap some lipstick on this turd and she can't figure it out because she's too busy trying to bone up on christianity to impress Paul and his very judgmental family. It's
1: weird, though, because for all the effort that she puts into learning about Christian stuff, every time she's quizzed, she's like, what? And drops her Bible on the ground in, like, a big plate of marinara sauce.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was like the twin sinners version of Christian (laughs) Mingle? yeah. yeah. And so she goes, even when, and I mean, this is a hard part. She's asked to give a prayer after church. Uh, Everyone, it's like the characters keep... It's like a snowball fall now, going downhill. Each time now, Paul introduces her to new characters, every scene those characters show up until there is a ridiculously large number of people sitting around two tables at a restaurant called yeah, Steak and Cake. That's what in I which wanted to get. To. They serve you steak and cake in huge platters at the same time. Yeah. So you're sitting there with a chocolate cake on a cake stand in the middle and you're of your like, table.
0: What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to slice off a couple slices of cake and eat the steak in between? Like <laughs> with, I mean, steak it sandwich? Makes sense. With the
2: platter with six
1: steaks on. On it, yeah. And everybody. First off, they serve it like that. Are yeah, you kidding me? I mean, it's a bad way to serve steak. That's for sure. We didn't even see. Uh, we didn't even see a staff person from this restaurant. Nobody even checked on them. What is going on here?
2: Here's. Uh, <laughs> let me just lay it on They've the. They've br-
0: got like
1: extra steaks in that platter. Like you just there's be- too many steaks for the
2: table. How also, long have they been sitting there, Elliot? Yeah. Yeah. Am I supposed to believe? And this is what bothers me. I'm supposed to believe that in a group of eight or nine people. Everyone wants their steak cooked the same way. Excuse me? I go out to dinner with my family. That's three different types of steak cooking. Rare plus for me, Uh medium rare for my brother, and for my wife, medium. Uh And for my dad, like a charcoal briquette. He doesn't want any flavor left in that thing. Mm -hmm. Just feed him some styrofoam painted black. Call it a steak. He's going to love it. (laughs) The idea that they have a platter of like six or seven steaks for this group No one knows which one is cooked which. And here's the thing about steak. When it's cooked properly, it keeps cooking on the plate because it's still hot. You put those hot steaks together, they're going to cook even faster. Suddenly, they're all well done. I didn't want well done. I wanted mine pinkish on the inside.
1: That's why it's placed next to a weird crystal uh, cake stand with a cake on it. Because that crystal cake stand absorbs some of that heat, Elliot. (laughs) And it keeps it at a nice pink that they ordered. (laughs) And it melts that cake Yeah, then the cake
2: is all melty. Come on. Oh, it's going
1: to be delicious. You want a nice kind of melty cake.
2: Also, I'd be lying if I said I'd never had a slice of chocolate cake after eating an entire steak. I've done it many times. But... Mm -hmm. I don't want them right in front of me at the same
0: time. The cake is going to smell like steak and vice versa, Dan. Mm-hmm. So that whole There's thing is one of these quirks that we were talking about though in the movie, like, yeah, that, that is thrown in like so erratically, you know, if Very it will, And in the previous scene <laughs> I'm stealing a mystery
2: science theater <laughs> joke there, but that's but yeah, it's like so, and the movie will be very, very normal and bland, and then suddenly, boom! They go to this crazy restaurant.
0: Yeah, the restaurant seems like like a stupid like David Lynch gag out of Twin Peaks. All of a sudden, like they go to like a like a weird or like that part in Gremlins Two where they, where go, they go, to go to the, the Canadian, Canadian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah,
1: the and it you know it can't be like it feels like it's intentional. Like in the previous scene where there uh, she's being introduced to Paul's family, and Paul's mother says. Have you met R. Kelly, as in R. I guess daughter a named girl, Kelly. Well, a
2: friend named Kelly?
1: Friend named Kelly, but you know that like they had to have known it would sound like R. Kelly, the uh, the song, know. the urinating songbird <laughs> that we've all come to know and love. <laughs> And, of course, she has not met R. Kelly. I mean, he's amazing. We don't know that, though. Maybe
2: she did. she's in advertising. Maybe they tried to get him for a spot. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm sorry. No, thank you. I don't want to sponsor a baldness tour. I'm not bald. Yep. And I have enough problems right now. I'm trapped in this closet. I'm already,
1: yeah, I'm already <laughs> on this uh, closet organizer uh, campaign.
2: <laughs> it really fits my brand more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, what were you going to say, though?
0: No, I just – I mean, I think that the movie is not – I think the movie just was like our Kelly – And they didn't think at any point... Are you
2: implying to me that this movie is so white that they did not... Hearing that, they didn't think, oh, oh yeah, like the famous person named R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And
1: then Corbin
0: Burns is like, famous person? I don't think so. Never heard of him. There's no one more famous than me, Corbin Burns. (laughs)
2: I'm the most (laughs) famous person ever. Uh, Are you telling me that these people are so white, they haven't even heard the song, I Believe I Can Fly, the only song by a black
1: person that every white person has heard
2: <laughs> and knows the lyrics to.
1: Are you telling me that Morgan Fairchild, an actress whose last name is basically white person... <laughs> Are
2: you telling me that Morgan Fairchild, whose first name is the same as Morgan Freeman, thus making her half black,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> has never heard of R. Kelly? Wow. That's the way it works. <laughs>
2: That's how names work, right? I, That's I don't how know how it works. That's how, how it, works. it works. Your name is a marker of ethnicity. That's how it works. I
0: don't know. I in many cases it is. Oh, no. But anyway. Because I'm a dirty mick.
3: Whoa. (laughs) Whoa.
2: Hey,
0: I can say that. No, you can't. fuck, dude.
3: (laughs) This is
2: too much. You know what? Rerack it. Start the episode (laughs) over. So anyway, they go to Steaks and Cakes. She gives a very long, very improv prayer, and then finds out, oh, hey, the whole yeah, family, yeah, yeah. which is in the construction business and is very Christian, is going to go to Mexico uh-huh. to help be- rebuild a village that was attacked by a hurricane. A or church. A ch- well, they want to help the whole village, but mainly okay. they want to put the bell back in the bell tower the church. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a symbol, yeah. Yeah, save the bell tower, you know, mm-hmm. ever since it was hit by lightning. It, stopped. it was a clock tower. You're right. It was a clock tower. <laughs> it didn't even have a bell in
0: it. The lightning knocked that right out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bell's bell is the old way of telling time. Mm-hmm. We got a new way. <laughs> a it's clock. Clocks.
2: <laughs> a, we got a state of the art clock. We got a clock. new way. That's right. Whatever town Back to the Future <laughs> takes place in has walked into the 17th century. Hill Valley. <laughs> What's it called?
1: Hill Valley. Hill Valley, Hill
2: Valley right. It's the yeah. Two Pines Mall. And then because the, uh, no, the Twin Pines Mall, Twin comes Pines to the Lone, Lone, Lone Pine. Pine Mall. So that's the kind of little Easter egg for everybody. But anyway, so in the movie to <laughs> the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Calvin th- Klein because it's unreal so it's Calvin Klein on it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so she says that, so he goes, Oh, well, the whole family's going on a mission for a month in Mexico and she and he didn't tell her and she's hurt. And it's at first it seems like there's a parallel here because they've both lied to each other, but as I pointed out to you guys, hers his is a lie of omission. Hers is a lie of deception. Uh-huh. She is yeah. pretending to be a devout believer in the Godhead of the Trinity, you know, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know what terminology you guys use, and she's not. Whereas he I just call him JC. D- you know, my buddy JC. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. I mean, that you feel that close to him. Jeezy. Um, yes. Don't call him that. He doesn't like that. No. You could even call him Jesus because he likes cheese. Because who doesn't?
1: No. There's a lot. I'm th- a devout believer in JC too, guys john carter of mars
2: (laughs) when are Uh, we getting a sequel i hate to i hate to bring it to you we're never getting this jc2 yeah yeah.
1: we're getting a trilogy
2: trilogy right we aren't uh we and we cut out there's a lot of scenes we cut out such as the scene where after the sushi uh they're having coffee and he makes an elaborate metaphor about a science experiment he ran as a kid Mm -hmm. involving two mice looking for cheese
1: which it's very clear that is that the scene where they're walking in front of the haircutters uh, barbershop in That's town? Right. Yeah, and we were so distracted by the extras and
2: wondering what they were doing, partly because they were getting our haircut at probably like 10 p.m.
1: But <laughs> yeah, 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 It it's was barbershop culture it, in small town USA. I
2: guess so. This is another one of those movies where the extras were so much more interesting than the main characters, mm-hmm. regardless.
1: Like the extras in that scene where she's walking to her office and she she turns like three corners and is walking super slow and you're like, where? There's no way the geometry of this office doesn't work. (laughs) She would have been back at the front door by now. This is non-Euclidean. Hold on a second. I guess she works at Escher and Associates. (laughs) Uh Uh,
2: She has (laughs) she has a a very bad pitch meeting in front of JPP J. J. Peterman. I was, Jay to, Peter- I was trying to figure out, remember what J. Peterman's middle initial is. He doesn't have one. It's just J. <laughs> J. Peterman stands for Jesus. Oh, and wow. She does not have any ideas. She spent too much time boning up on Christ's. E-anity, even yeah. though she seems to have learned nothing. And just kind of worrying about what she's going to do, her coworker says, hey, Christian Mingle's for believers, real Christians, and you're mm-hmm. not a real believer in Christ. She just discarded that mm-hmm. advice, clearly. But she hasn't done her job. And so, blank notebook in hand, she proceeds to give two great pitches, one in which she talks about these blue pills as bullets for killing baldness, mm-hmm. and describes having a gun-shaped dispenser. Jay Peterman wisely Sets this one
1: aside. Yeah, he passes. He's like, There's a yep. lot of- He's like America doesn't like guns that much.
0: it's <laughs> well, like it's controversial guns, and that makes sense. He goes, I, "Look, I'm
2: being controversial enough by taking on the last taboo, baldness. Mm-hmm. I can't court any other controversy. This is the third rail of American society, <laughs> the bald head. It's mm-hmm. why men wear hats to cover it, even wigs sometimes, because they're so ashamed of it.
0: Yeah." They wear hats, literally the most despicable type of clothing, just to cover their bald heads. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's the only thing that's only thing more evil than a hat is the bald head it's on top of. Yeah. Uh, so, and then she gives him another thing where she says, "What if it's like, okay, who do we blame? Our creator for making us bald? God, but now he's given us." Miracle. What does she call it? Heaven's Rain. Heaven's Rain. She decides to name the product Heaven's Rain. He sounds also. Sounds like a
0: really awesome striker. She pours a on bunch it. of pills on, on, on Tobo's head. <laughs>
2: Tobo? Yeah. I hope that's what his friends call him. I think it is. I think it is. Tobo's head also sounds like the secret beach that the locals know about
0: that nobody else knows about.
2: <laughs> hey, man, we're going to go over to Tobo's head, do some, do some surfing. surfing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you got
0: yeah, to yeah. watch because there's, there's a break tide of to Tobo's head.
2: Oh, you're not going to come to the bonfire at Tobo's head. It's how we end every summer.
0: Uh, There's a reef underneath it. You don't want to. You don't want to take a spill. You're going to get down there. You're going to slice your brains clean out.
2: Slice <laughs> your brains. <out?
0: laughs> slice your brains clean out. But it's great surfing.
2: So uh, she decides at this moment. You know what? I'm not doing so great. I'm gonna go to Mexico and join my boyfriend's family. Well,
1: her boyfriend calls her, and he's like, "I want you to come to Mexico." And that's the moment when, holding the phone to her ear, she looks to her, the wall behind her desk and sees the <laughs> atlas that has been placed there. There's a map of she North goes, America,
0: Mexico, huh?
2: <laughs> so that's the purple country here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, it does the huh. list. It's only like a few inches away, according to this <laughs> <Yeah>. map. <laughs> uh, this is also after. Paul's had a phone conversation with his mother, Morgan Fairchild, where Morgan Fairchild's like, I don't trust her. She's hiding something. And Paul says, Mom, you're just trying to manipulate the situation. I'm going to yeah. prove you wrong. So he invites her to Mexico. That's,
1: that's a screenwriter showing us that Paul's an idiot. <laughs> uh, yes. Because we know that there's something going on.
2: And so she goes to Mexico, packed for vacation. She should have packed work clothes because they're going to be doing a lot of real construction work. Yeah. Although we don't see any of that,
0: we see them roll some tires <laughs> into a pile. <laughs> they're they're they rolling pit- a tire tire from two foot two feet over here to two feet over there, and
2: they literally are stacking up a, a, a series of wooden pallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're teaching a Bible class to the students there, and it's one of those times where so Morgan Fairchild's reading from the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's being translated into Spanish. And then one of the students, a young girl, asks a question in Spanish, and Morgan Fairchild says, I'll let Gwyneth, which is Lacey Chabert's character's name, I'll let Gwyneth handle this one.
0: And Gwyneth is like,
2: uh-uh, my Spanish is, is a kind of rusty. Uh, can someone like, Oh, tell you I must realize? not
0: be Christian if you don't understand <laughs> Spanish.
2: You, know, you don't understand God's language, Spanish? <laughs> it's like, it was a very weird moment where it's like, okay, one second. Did she ever say she could speak Spanish? Yeah. I don't think so. Of like, all
0: her deceptions. That was not one of them. She is, at
2: this point, a Decepticon. Mm -hmm. She is a robot in disguise more than
1: meets
0: the eye because Mm -hmm. she says she's Christian, but she's not. She Mm -hmm. turns into a giant gun, which is... uh, Whoa, so she's
1: like the leader of the Decepticons, (laughs) dude? I just always found... That's a huge claim. That's
0: an enormous I always found that very strange that, like... Megatron, Megatron turns into, into a, a gun pistol. That like someone else has to shoot.
1: Yeah, and he jumps into usually <laughs> Starscream's hand. <laughs> like and Starscream's like, I'm gonna grab what you can going, only assume is his penis that turns down. into the trigger.
2: Here's what I'm gonna say is that he's showing, you know how powerful a boss I am, how confident I am in my leadership. I'm yeah. gonna make myself a tool in your hands. Uh-huh. And through my own charisma, even though I be just a tool that you hold at your mercy. I
1: will control you. That's the that's thing. what a leader. He may not I am. be the biggest Decepticon, that's Devastator. Oh, cuz He's huge. not Astrotrain, the, <laughs> the 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 space traveling uh train Decepticon. He's not <laughs> Maybe, uh, and he's
2: not what's the who's the one who uh sounds just like Cobra Commander.
1: That's what. Is that Starscream or Yeah, I guess it's yeah, Starscream. Yeah. Uh, He's not... uh, Who's the one who turns into a beatbox? That's (laughs) Soundwave. He's a good guy, right? And he's not Rumble or Frenzy. No, (laughs) he's a bad guy. There's two... There's a Soundwave's the bad guy. Uh, What, Blaster is the good one? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Transformers is like He-Man
2: and that I spent a lot of time with it as a kid, and I remember very little about it. As opposed to Ninja Turtles, which is burned into my brain like a brand. Mm-hmm. I can tell you all about Leatherhead and all the other characters that crawled out of the sewers. He's
1: the guy who's made out of garbage, and one of his feet is like a pizza.
2: And the other one is like a uh, like a... Like a manhole cover. Yeah, probably. His name's probably like garbage man or something. I don't remember. Mm, <laughs> Trasho. Your brain. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say all of it was burned into my brain like a brand. They came out with so many figures and so few of them actually appeared on the cartoon. Yeah. But anyway, Back what are we talking about Christian Mingle. Christian so Mangle. they're in Mexico and she is not doing a good job of passing herself off as a Christian, especially when the other women, especially Kelly, who grew up with Paul and Paul's mm-hmm. mom has always wanted him to be in love with. Finds a copy of Christianity for Dummies
1: under her bed. Yeah,
0: which is a Uh thing. Why do you pack Christianity for Dummies if you're trying to fool people? So she can
1: cram on the plane. And guys, I haven't worked in a fucking Barnes and Noble, but I guarantee you the only people buying that book are fucking Christians, dude. Like, no normie is going to be like, oh, I want to study up on this nerd shit. (laughs) Normie. (laughs) Nerd religion. It's total bookworm religion. It's based on a book. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying, exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, the only people buying Christianity for dummies are Christian people. Well, is that true? Christianity
0: is a nerd. Christianity is a real rad religion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got some tracks that I think that you should look at. Mine is at. Dan touching me.
1: <laughs> Listeners at home, Dan cool. is tu- No, He's Dan's moving his hand are... up my arm now. Yeah. Oh, up further. Up, up, going up closer to the armpit. Jesus loves that's you. That's a no-no zone. In a radical way. Oh,
2: I <laughs> In fact, a Dan you're has, at me weird
1: now. Dan, I believe,
2: has a rap about it. Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, that's beatboxing. That doesn't count as rap. You're just laying You're buying time. Jesus <laughs>
0: loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. <laughs> tells <Okay>. me <laughs> so. It's
2: a steaks and cakes thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Etc. Cetera, et cetera, I also real rappy rappy rap rap rap. That's a, rap.
1: That's a pretty good uh, rap. Lynn Danielle Miranda. Oh boy, <laughs> you burned him. I
2: guess. But, uh, uh,
1: no, I gave him a cool nickname.
2: You know what? I also forgot. Let's mention that uh, at one point they go to a, rest- a hot dog restaurant called Footers, which I have to assume is the male version of Hooters where people's penises are hanging out.
1: Oh, I thought it was because they not like flip-flops to show off their feet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: Quentin Tarantino <laughs> fetish-themed restaurant.
2: Uh, um, she is mortified when Paul confronts her with Christianity for Dummies. He says, you lied to me. You're not the person like, I thought you were. He's this copy
1: of Christianity for Dummies is dog-eared. You have been reading it nonstop. And that makes me mad because I don't date fucking bookworm nerds.
2: <laughs> and, but <laughs> I, it, what I, you're I, saying is true because there's a lot of books that are like Judaism for beginners, and only Jewish people read those.
0: Yeah, and I got to say, uh, Paul in the scene is like the most reasonable person in the movie. Like he's not like his mom, who's this super judgy, who's Fr- looking to reject Christian lady yeah. at any turn. Yeah, and it's she's not. No one is good enough, or her Paul. I mean, uh, as
2: Jesus, she should be judging because as Jesus said, Jesus said, (laughs) as as Jesus said, as Jesus said, judge yes, for you will judge. Oh, okay. That was what he said, right?
0: Yeah, he was like,
2: judging's fun and cool. Show other people that you're better than them.
0: And he said Radical. He said, Blessed are the meek, because they're really easy to steal lunches from.
2: (laughs) Yep, this is bully Jesus, I guess. (laughs) Blessed (laughs) are the wedgies.
0: (laughs) And blessed are the noogies. For they (laughs) for they will reside in the kingdom of crack.
1: (laughs) Why was there only one set of fist prints on your face? (laughs) Because why are you punching yourself? (laughs) (laughs) That was the parable
2: of the of the I'm not touching you,
0: I'm not touching you. He turned water into wet willies. <laughs> 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 um, what were we talking about? <laughs> talking about Christian Mingle? No, please. I just think that the I think that the guy in it that is he's really unreasonable. He's like, giving
2: her a chance to to, to explain, explain him. yeah. And she can't. There's nothing to explain because its faith is unexplainable. Anyway, she feels rejected <laughs> and she goes back home, and she has a real crisis of I guess you'd call it faith, faith, faith. And she decides, you know what? I can't sell this bald person drug. Forget it. I'm not going to do that. And she finds a church that's kind of like a storefront church where they do nothing but sing gospel tunes, the same gospel song over and over again. Yep. She also. She's like, whoa, this is cool. She brings her bike to Corbin Burnson, a bike repairman, and they watch a Christian Mingle ad on TV. And she just kind of like becomes more and more Christian in a real way. You know what? She starts reading the Bible, and even though she's mad at God at first because Paul breaks up with her, and then yeah. she finds out that he's with Kelly, she's like, hey, you know what? God, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, because they, realizes- they
1: have that co- that coffee date where he sits on the bench like a fucking wimp. <laughs> With his fucking legs together like a dude who doesn't fuck.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, Stuart. I don't. I was not comfortable when he was sitting on a bench. And Stuart was like, "Look at the way he sits. That's a dude who doesn't fuck." And I was like, "I don't. I'm not comfortable right now." This no, is man. Harassment. Look at the way
1: sitting.
2: <laughs> but uh,
0: Which, uh, she realizes that the Bible is pretty cool. Oh damn! And he's touching me again. Pretty
1: cool, Stuart. No, oh, now it's going up. Are you going to touch my neck and face? I think next? If you, uh, I think you just oh, no.
0: You just open the book, you find a lot that will scare you. Hey, Stuart, This is like about- me watching
1: Arachnophobia with my <laughs> little brother and him putting his hand on my shoulder <laughs> to scare me.
0: Stuart, I
2: want to tell you about a kind of cool guy who said things that people didn't like, mm-hmm. who was a real rebel, and who wrote a book that has really changed a lot of minds and... Lifted a lot of hearts, and his name's Karl Marx. (laughs) So he said if the workers control the means of production, we would live in a paradise where everyone gets their own nine-foot-by-nine-foot cell, and we eat the same gruel, and no one's better than anyone
1: else because we're all wearing shapeless jumpsuits. That sounds great. That sounds just like my friends on uh, Jim Davis's lesser-known comic. U.S. Acres. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got it. I can see you like looking for it in your brain. And you found it.
2: <laughs> like, <You're just laughs> looking, I can see you flipping uh, through the pages of the index in your brain. Cartoonist Jim Davis, comma, Jim C. <laughs> Because see, cause, uh, <laughs> and then under him going down, not Garfield, not normal, No, not that one Garfield book where it was like this The Nine Lives of Garfield and they weren't funny, they were just
1: weird. Erotic Adventures of Garfield,
2: <laughs> not, not Garfield and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No, yeah. oh, here we go, U.S. Acres. <laughs> it was if never like has beloved
0: been. pig orson. Awesome. <laughs>
2: And that Everyone duck, the duck with the floaty thing on him,
0: mm-hmm. and the egg with the legs yeah, Sheldon. out yeah, of it, yeah,
2: legs egg, Sheldon, yeah. or, U.S. Acres, or as I called it as a kid when I watched Garfield and Friends, time to use the bathroom. <laughs> 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 Looks like I got a four to five minute bathroom break coming my way because <laughs> I see a U.S. Acres title card and I don't give a shit about these characters.
1: Oh uh, boy, yeah. Uh,
2: so why was there never a Garfield U.S. Acres crossover?
1: That's what's crazy. Like, if you're trying to build a universe, get my get my boy Kevin Feige in <laughs> on this shit, dog. There's
2: a reason that Spider-Man showed up in the Meteor Man limited series based on the movie, even though he's not in the movie because Marvel wanted to sell some books.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're trying to you're trying to give him some bona fides.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know who doesn't have bona fides? Carl Marx, Lacey Chabert, and Christopher. Okay, right. Let's continue. So she's finding God and she's losing Paul. And she realizes, I can't do this job anymore. I was wanted to be a teacher.
1: What I mean, am I going to do? And she needed a fucking hobby, dude, because all of her friends are— I mean, they're busy with their lives. Yeah, but she, we haven't seen them in like an hour of movie time. So That's true. Yeah. Uh,
2: not since they shamed her sweater that she bought to go to church because she decided not to wear one of her love Her friend tops.
0: who's wearing a she fucking— She decided to wear three separate colors of beige
2: together. Uh, yeah, the most godly of all colors. All right. And it's
1: going to get steak and or cake all over it, dude. That's a good point. It's going to stink. They're not even wearing beer uh, beards. They're not
2: even wearing bibs. <laughs> no, you're right. When you go to a steak restaurant, you wear a long beard, <laughs> like ZZ Top, to keep, <laughs> to keep, the, to keep the grease yeah, off yeah, your yeah. shirt. You don't want to mess up your tie. What kind of uncomfortable, unpleasant restaurant would that be where they're like, hold on, put on you this fake beard, beard and now eat through it. And if you're just getting food and grease trapped in this fake beard and mm-hmm. it's made out of like... Brillo pad and steel wool, so it's really uncomfortable and scratchy. Anyway, it's called Beards and Beers, and it's a gastro pub.
3: <laughs>
2: Actually, there is a, in the movie uh, where Danger lives with Robert Mitchum. There is a scene where he gets arrested because he's passing through a town that ha- is having its beard festival, and he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> and there's a and. The, he's on the run with his with this woman whose husband he thinks he killed, mm-hmm. and their pictures are sent over by teletype, I guess, from the from another police station. And someone goes like, "These don't have beards on them either," and draws beards on them, thus making them unidentifiable and saving Robert Mitchum again. It's actually a really fun movie. But anyway, uh, what was the name again? Where danger lives. All right. Uh. So anyway, she, but she decides. You know what? She gets a letter in the mail from the girl who asked that question in Spanish saying with – it's like, I sorry, pardon, poor me, broken English. It's ridiculous, this letter.
1: It's terrible, and it cuts to a slow-motion shot of this girl. That, yeah, that's Yeah, it's like uh, soft lighting, and she's like slowly nodding her head, and it's fucking weird as hell, dude.
2: And she realizes, you know what? And and it's like, thank you for explaining those things to me about Christianity, I think. And anyway, this is the movie doing it. It's not me doing it. (laughs) Anyway, and she says, you know what? I'm going to go back there. And she goes back to Mexico and becomes a teacher at the Escuela. And then Paul, I guess, hears about it and shows up and says, I broke up with Kelly, who I was with briefly. Now, I want to be with you. I, I never forgot about you. And they fall in love, and they kiss as a guy is putting Christmas ornaments up on a Christmas tree,
1: watching them. Yeah, kind of sort of giggles. Yeah, he's yeah. like super bashful and keeps hiding his face.
2: It's weird that he giggles because Corbin Burnson didn't play Doctor Giggles; he played the dentist.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. that a is movie weird. in which a
2: guy finds I put
0: that in the flub section of IMDb. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think it's the den- <laughs> is it
0: the dentist where a
2: guy just finds a tongue lying in a driveway. <laughs> And it turns out that it's his lover's tongue that was cut out of her mouth, I don't remember and she's like lying next to a pool, and he and she surprises him with her horrified, you know, her mutilated face. Was that
1: the dentist? It might be. I uh, once again, I, I don't remember the dentist very well. Is that a Brian Yuzna movie? I think it might be. It might be. Yeah. But any, and so everything's okay, and
2: they're like, "Yay, we're good now." Credits start. uh-uh, Credits are over. It's Christmas, and we see that they're still together, and they kiss, and then it, suddenly it's like. Snap cut to like, a photo of, of him proposing to her, and then the music, the movie's over.
1: Yeah, they're, like, snuggling on a couch, and then it pans up, like, they're kissing, and then it pans up, and there's a mistletoe above them, and you're supposed to be like, oh, that's why they were kissing, because they're forced to by customs. <laughs> by the laws of
2: mistletoe.
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
2: so, Dan, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. One, I'm not Christian,
1: never will be. Right. Unless... I a vision. Yeah, you're our me. expert on this one, Danny Boy. Dan,
2: you grew up in a very Christian household and you mingled with a lot of Christians. Yeah. So are Christians really this doubtful and anxious about other Christians not being as
0: Christian as they're Christian? And two, what was the point of this movie? And I thought it like, <laughs> wow. I don't think that second one is answerable, but the first one I would think the second one would be way more <laughs> answerable. Uh, the movie wasn't funny. It wasn't
2: romantic. It yeah, didn't seem it to be that particularly crazy about Jesus in the end. Here's the thing. Uh, she realizes that uh, So Stephen Toblowski says he has faith in this product, this baldness product, and it will work. And the movie, I think, is supposed to make you think, see, like, oh, that's false faith as opposed to real faith. When what it told me was, oh, her faith in the Lord, just as Stephen Toblowski's faith in this baldness cure – is merely a defense mechanism against the harsh and arbitrary nature of the universe in which they find themselves, in which there is no justice, and beauty is just what we decide it is, and there is no grace. And it's so hard to come up against that reality that they have to believe in something, be it Jesus or this baldness pill.
1: Yeah, you need to clutch onto some kind of life preserver in this horrible sea of sadness that is life. So, Dan, um,
2: what do you think? <laughs> so, answer those two questions: What was the point of the movie, and also, Christians are they like that?
0: Uh, there are some Christians who are like that. Some people, there are some very devout Christians who are obsessed with their religion, but for the most part, no. <laughs> I found it very strange that uh, in that like the scene with the uh, young uh, Spanish uh, Mexican girl. Like mm-hmm. her question is, let's just call her Mexicali Rose. Her name's Maria. Her, <laughs> her question
2: is like basically,
1: that's not me being racist. No, that's that's literally they, the movie. That's her name in the
0: movie. Her question is basically like boils down to why do good things happen? She to, says, if the bad, God, bad things happen to if good God people, God
2: is loved, then why did He destroy our town?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and
1: I can't imagine the fucking viewer who's like. I feel that way, too. Please answer this question
2: (laughs) for me, movie. (laughs) Corbin Bergson movie? You better have an answer, because I've been wondering this my whole life. Well,
0: that's the thing. Like, they expect uh, our hero, Lacey Chabert, to be able to answer that. And when she is not able to answer it, everyone's like, oh, she's not a Christian. But, like, that's the question that everyone's been struggling with in every religion since the dawn of time. Well, not every religion, necessarily. Because not
2: every religion since the dawn of time was based on the idea of a benevolent god That's or a true. loving god. Yeah. For most of human history, I'd think gods were capricious forces that you had to curry favor with in order to get something from them. No,
0: no, I guess yeah, yeah. you're right. And I suppose in something like Buddhism, that would be like, look, you know, it's your, 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 uh, it's your attachment to earthly things that is causing the your problem here. It's yeah. not yeah. that somebody that some town. antagonistic god has done something. But to you.
2: certainly for. Just for the 2,000 years of Christianity and I would say for Judaism before that, that was a big I mean that's what the book of Job is all about like, so it's not like it is a, It is it is weird that they're like mm. she hasn't answered the question that the Judeo-Christian tradition has been trying to answer for millennia she doesn't count, yeah. you know what not worthy of Paul, because I assume I assume Kelly been- is like oh yeah, it's because God's plan says this this, 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 and this, you understand, he destroyed your town, but it's so that my friend Paul could fall in love with this girl. So uh, I guess it all balances out in the end.
1: Shouldn't they have been uh, concerned about this girl's uh, lack of understanding of the Bible and be like, we need to help her. But instead they're like, "Mm mm-mm, you know, no siree. You know what would have been better is if she had given an answer that would have been contra to the Christian faith.
2: (laughs) And she, she was like, oh, because Krom tests yeah, us all. Yeah, exactly. And it's when we cry out for help that he knows we are weak and he has, and we don't have the strength to really serve him. Someone in this town must have
1: insulted Poseidon
2: and he sent <laughs> <said>, a storm <laughs> to destroy your village. Have you guys been sacrificing to Aeolus, the wind god? Because this could be a problem.
0: What you need is more golden idols.
2: Uh, yeah. I want to introduce you to a little friend of mine named Baal and his pal Tiamat. Now, let's talk about this, shall we? How many sacrifices do you make, human? I mean, zero. Let's get you on the installment plan. Uh, (laughs) Now you're gonna that that undercoating that just comes from the factory. That's (laughs) you're gonna get that name And you
1: have plenty of humans to sacrifice. You have weird old lady who sits bundled up on a chair over there. (laughs) You get those people that look mad that we're here. You have those guys (laughs) sitting outside watching a TV a couple
2: inches from the inside where they could be watching. For a
1: town that has. A few very old people, they have a lot of children running around in this town. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's why they look...
1: It's kind of weird. They're not old,
2: they're just exhausted from taking care of all these children. okay. Trust me, I have one child and I share care of him with my wife and also his nanny, oh, and I'm dying.
1: Maybe all those people are like Alicia Keys and just not wearing makeup for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't uh, know what that means. So, anyway, I get your point, Dan. I just want, uh, I want to make it clear to the audience that it is not my view that we live in a cold, arbitrary reality with no grace or, or truth in it. Okay.
0: But this movie made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which brings us to Final Judgments, whether this was a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie uh, we kind of liked. I feel like I... This movie went down kind of smooth in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: agree with you. It was it. This was like, is like sitting in not a nice bath, but like a tepid enough bath that you didn't notice. it. Yeah,
0: there's nothing objectionable to it, really. I mean, other than its simplistic view of uh, religion. I, yeah,
1: I kind of object to the fact that Lacey Chabert has an outside trash can inside. <laughs> she has one of those like giant silver trash cans in her fucking kitchen, and she dude. doesn't yeah, it's have an a really style. That's trash can. crazy. She doesn't have a
2: bag in it, which means she has to take it outside to take out the trash and. She throws paper and other garbage in there. She I kinda, doesn't separate.
1: I feel like she has to walk out when the garbage truck pulls up, and she just, like, shakes loose garbage into the back <laughs> of that garbage truck. And she
2: just dumps it on the street and says, Pick it up. Mm-hmm. And she wonders why God doesn't like her. Yeah, I think it was a weirdly smooth movie considering I didn't like it, and it's, like, if I was Christian, I think I'd have real issues with its, yeah. its portrayal of Christianity and Christians. But it's like... It's like a uh, one of those like uh, what are those cigarettes that like kids smoke that,
1: that get them into smoking like cigarettes. like a candy uh, cigarette?
2: No, like the cigarettes that aren't as harsh as the other cloves? ones. Cloves? Yeah, it's like a clove cigarette. Like
1: a Capri One Twenty?
2: Yeah, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad, but mm. you don't realize the damage it's doing to your insides, and when it's it's a gateway to worse movies.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's a bad bad movie, but it's one that uh, goes down real smooth. <laughs> Yeah, and it doesn't really like if it, it feels like it's in
1: on the joke at times, but then other times it isn't in on the joke. I don't I don't get it. It like
0: it confuses me a lot, Dan.
2: So Clashing Tones.
0: Yeah. Clash like, of the Tonins. As to why it exists, I assume it's just an ad for fucking Christian Mingle, right?
2: But it's I guess they find love, but it's like it's considering all the times Christian Mingle is Mentioned in it, I don't get a sense of how it works, what the features are, why it's better than other dating sites. I
1: swear that the movie should have ended with one of her friends being like, you know there's other online dating services. And Lacey Chabert looks at the camera and goes, what? Now you tell me. Although she I, spits out her Mr. Pib or whatever the fuck she's drinking. And goes, like
2: here we go again. Bam, 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 again. Bam, Bam, here's how the movie should have ended. It doesn't work out with Paul. And she's like, what am I going to do? And the TV goes on and goes, J-Date where Jewish singles find their match. And she looks at the camera, like, with her head turned, like,
0: mm-hmm. She says, oy vey.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just, and then it cuts to black, and you just hear, like, uh, you know, Havana Gila, like, klezmer yeah. version. I feel like
0: there's, like, a weird, like, John cut Waters to- version of this movie that works that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you cut to a post-credit sequence where a guy steps on a glass, and everyone yells, mazel tov, and we see she's just married someone, and he goes... So you'll be able to prepare a full Shabbat meal in the traditional way, and she just goes, "Uh oh."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to her using, I don't know, black people meat, or what are some of the other various people meats? No, it wow.
2: cuts to her oh, using oh, the other. The, I thought you meant <laughs> to make dinner. No, no, no,
1: that, that's horrifying. <laughs> but it's also wait, so horrifying. She, so this... she's a cannibal. No, the like, idea a, is that she's like Christian bouncing Mingo
0: around to... All of it's horrifying. She's yeah. bouncing around also like the idea other. That there's this other. <laughs> Like, dating site that's just called Black People Meet. <laughs> what that
1: what totally is the name of a M- fucking website. Yeah. EET. That's terrible. No, the idea that, like, she <laughs> bounces it. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a harsh critique of a successful dating website, Dan. <laughs>
2: yeah. How many successful dating websites have you set up? I just don't, Zero. I just don't
0: care for that name.
2: <laughs> now, uh, okay, Dan, you as a privileged white man, you as a to, cisgender, hetero, right. heteronormative white male, okay. how do you get to decide how black people get
1: to title no, their I just websites. imagine the post-credit bloops sequences, her trying all these different, yeah. specific... You know what, Dan?
2: hashtag check your website privilege. Yeah, right. So, Christian Mingle goes down smooth. Here's the thing, though.
1: She probably uses that weird dating website that only famous people can use. Like, she sneaks her way onto it, and she goes oh, on a date famous with famous people
0: Tinder. Yeah, she
1: <laughs> ends up going on a date with like actual Corbin Burnson, and he's just not feeling it. Is that such? Is that a real thing?
0: She's a real famous person Tinder. Yeah.
1: So famous people can just hook up
0: with each other. I guess so. I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to consort with us normies. It just seems so weird, so yeah. impersonal.
3: <sighs>
0: I mean, it all seems weird and impersonal, right? Not to me. I don't do that anymore. All right. Well, that was Christian (laughs) made. For for the
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: flophouse. What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester or
1: Norwich? Not like that.
2: Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns
3: or sexual innuendo?
0: Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it?
2: International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world, trade jokes and stories, and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org
0: or wherever you download podcasts.
3: Uh,
0: so, the Flophouse has a few uh, sponsors. We got some sponsors. Tonight. Let's yeah. see. This is Christian Mingle. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, first sponsor... Is uh, Squarespace. The Flophouse is supported in part by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, (laughs) it's all included with your Squarespace website.
1: Those sound like all the things that you normally want to make your website.
2: Yeah. I have another website that I'm I'm thinking of putting on. Anyway, it's called... (laughs) Listen to my idea before you throw it out the window. Anyway, it's called Christian Dingle. (laughs) <laughs> and it's... <laughs>
1: no, yeah, I guess I should have given you a shot. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to tell
2: you what it's about. But Squarespace, I'm sure, would help me make it great. They'd make it so it looks good even on mobile platforms, iPads, computers, whatever you want to look at it. And, yeah. uh, they, and it's, they have a lot of... It's just, like, really easy to use, right? They have a lot of support for the amateur
0: user. Squarespace offers 24-7 cu- cu- customer support. Mm-hmm uh and every member of the team is an experienced squarespace user working in a squarespace office so uh all of your questions can be answered so it's not they're not outsourcing this to some prison somewhere that's right mm-hmm. that's right uh although it's all online it's not phone support but i prefer that myself anyway because yeah i don't want to, be I don't to, to, want to the talk phone. to somebody yeah you want to sit in just in a dark room that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to in my underwear. <laughs> you want to
1: see the responding cursor slowly bleeping in the darkness, <laughs> yeah. hoping for somebody to respond to you.
2: You want to see the dot 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 that says they're typing, and then those dot dot dots
3: disappear,
0: disappear and, and no you're words. Like, are, what? What was it? <laughs> I,
1: yep. well, and what, you're what were like, they
2: going to say? There was so much potential. It
1: was a Schrodinger's cat situation. <laughs> like maybe I'll click on maybe that was window my window and look at that while they're typing. Maybe that was how
0: I found love. <laughs> maybe those three dots were my love. <laughs> Squarespace, it's a good place to make a website. So go do it. You should. Squarespace. What's our promo code? Oh, uh, start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash flop to get 10% off your first purchase. Mm. That's a great deal. And it helps support the
2: Flop House, your favorite podcast. Maybe not this episode, so, but other ones. So build it, beautiful. <laughs> no, that's not the slogan <laughs> anymore. <laughs> okay. We have another sponsor, too. Uh, It's a little place that I like to call Blue Apron. Blue's a great color. Mm -hmm. Some would say the warmest color. Mm -hmm. I would, because I saw the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I got pretty warm
2: after watching that movie. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, In certain places. But let's talk about what blue means when it's applied to aprons. It means you get food in the mail. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Food goes in the mouth, not the mail. You make
1: a
2: very good point. Like loose
0: split pea soup and like a manila envelope? Incorrect. No.
2: What you get is ingredients. Now look, not all ingredients are created equal. It would be impossible. We'd be living in heaven if they were, or hell, if they were all equally bad. Right. What makes a difference is fresh, high-quality ingredients. It's important to know where your food comes from, and that's why there's Blue Apron. Look, Blue Apron, I've talked about it in the past. I've enjoyed the food from there a lot. It was very helpful when my son had just been born, and we didn't have time to, like, go shopping for ingredients. The ingredients showed up in the mail, the way that my son did, delivered by a stork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your son had loose split pea soup. I mean, it looked like it, certainly, Mm -hmm. just coming out of every orifice (laughs) at different points. But... You won't get loose splitly split, split soup in the mail. No. You're going to get delicious meals. And here's the thing. They give you all the ingredients you need, and it's pre-measured. You don't have to waste time measuring out that stuff, which is great because I know I'm always tense that I'm going to put in too much or too little, and it's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And all the time I put into cooking is wasted. That's not going to happen with It's really. like that
0: time when I had your paprikash
2: and I had too much paprika in it oh that's almost impossible but yes there was too much i had to go to the hospital afterwards (laughs) and get a paprikash (laughs) that's when they remove it from you
1: yeah they they, they had to perform some bloodletting and have some leeches suck all the paprika mm, out of you
2: cupping and just like the olympic swimming team i had to get my stomach papra pumped now (laughs) that won't
0: happen to you (laughs) with blue apron and you're wearing papra pumps on your shoes
2: for less than $10 per meal.
0: <laughs> Opera pumps.
2: Blue Apron yep. <laughs> delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients, like I'm saying. And the meals are delicious. Here's some of the stuff you can look forward to. Mm. Paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato oh. and sweet corn. That sounds good. We were talking about just paprika and you want the right amount. They, they measure it for you. Uh, spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad. That sounds really nice. And chick- eggplant and chickpea tagging. Tagine. T- What's that? I don't like it. Doesn't matter. I don't like that. It's
1: like a stew. Forget it.
2: Skip that one. Don't order that one. Summer udon noodle salad with cherry tomatoes, corn, and summer sweet pepper. That sounds really good. There's just like a ton of variety. This is coming
1: from Elliot, who normally does not care for vegetables unless they are crusting his chicken. Crusting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you like grind up chicken or chicken. Grind That'd be chicken crazy. Why would you ever do that? It on
0: chicken. Chicken crusted <laughs> chicken, I call it. <laughs> yeah. double, <And>
1: <laughs> chicken fried chicken with double
0: chicken. Double chicken. That's the kind
2: of imaginative, innovative recipe that Blue Apron's going to say like The
1: only way Elliot will willingly eat vegetables is if they're stuck to a piece of chicken, like the vegetable gremlin.
2: I like vegetables <laughs>
1: a lot. It's fruit that I hate and should die. Yeah.
2: Vegetables I like a lot. Look, it's flexible, you can customize your, re- your recipe. Recipes based on your preferences. You can choose delivery options that fit your needs. You don't have to get it every week. Just get deliveries when you want them. And the meals come with step-by-step instructions. You can prepare them in 40 minutes or less. 40 minutes, come on. That's not a crazy amount of time Mm -hmm. to cook something. Check out, look, check out this week's menu, and you can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to (coughs) blueapron.com slash Flophouse. That's blueapron.com slash flophouse for first three meals free. Three for free. They didn't write that. I just made that up, and it's a great slogan. Uh, you're going to love it. Just go to mm. blueapron.com slash flophouse. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Get
1: on that train. First stop,
2: delicious. Okay, here's another problem. I have a Christian <laughs>
1: <Mingle> <laughs>
3: <over>. <laughs>
2: Paul is trying to get out of a conversation, and they're eating hot dogs. And he points at it and goes, uh, uh, next stop, the delicious train what kind of train is this, dude? The train it's, takes you to the stop. It's probably shaped like a hot dog, Elliot. Unless unless what it's taking you to is a decommissioned train, which is now used as kind of an art piece at a station called Delicious Train, named after this defunct train. And you're on, say, the Mideast Corridor, Northeastern Express or something, sure. or the Super Chief, heading to that station— how could the next stop be the delicious train? Are you taking a train to get on another train? That's crazy. That's like something a, a rich person in an Anne Rand novel would do. Yeah. Come on. He'd yeah. say next stop delicious town. That delicious sounds like a place deliciousville, deliciousburg, burg, delicious burg, burg, burg. That, make that's sense. that's crazy. Deliciousvania. Mhm. Taste place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, those are stop names. Yeah. yeah. Next stop, delicious train. Corbin Burnson, what were you thinking when you wrote that line of dialogue? Or was it ad-libbed on set? I'd believe that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll never know unless we kidnap the actor who played that part and torture him until he tells us. <laughs> or if Corbin Burnson's listening, just send it to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, just write in. Or
0: kidnap the actor? No,
1: why? <laughs> we don't even do Tie to kid- him
0: to a chair. And burn him with cigars until he tells so us. So if
1: Corbin Burnson, you're listening, just write into, I don't know, flophouse.email.edu. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Slash gov. And if you're that plus actor, a million. keep an eye out. Just keep looking over your shoulder. Hey Dan, that why that would you
1: warn him if you're trying to? Because <laughs> <laughs> he likes the game of it. Sure, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> wants the dangerous challenge. Game. He's like, I'd like to play this on Expert Difficulty, please. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pleasure at? That end? pulls away your HUD.
2: Where's the pleasure and the pride in hunting a quarry who doesn't know he's being hunted? I like to give them every opportunity so that they know in the end that I am their superior. There was no chance involved in this conquest, only strategy, cunning... And pure brute
1: strength. The only chance is Chance Boudreau, star of Hard Target. Uh,
2: star? It's the character. <laughs> chance Boudreau, who stars as Jean-Claude Van Damme in Hard Target. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan. By the way,
1: I'm giving you a little sneak peek to my recommendations <laughs> this week.
2: <laughs> Dan, do we have any Jumbotron messages?
1: Yeah, hell yeah, we, we do. do. Jumbotron. The Tronist of Jumbos. For- the Jumbos of Trons. Uh, Is Elliot done, or should I start this? You
2: can go do the thing with the message. Jumbotron announcement over. (laughs) No, it's starting now. (laughs) I meant the announcement of the intro.
1: The the, (laughs)
2: now entering the middle portion of the jumbotron. The actual message uh, message commences. uh, In uh, three, (laughs) two, one, and message commencing. Okay. Now,
1: (laughs) (laughs) this message is for Tom. This message is from Pete, Erzo, Joe, Mel, John, and Megan. Happy birthday, Tom. As you begin the adventure that is your thirties, we could think of no better way to celebrate than by supporting Stewart's drinking habit. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> blug, 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 mm, blug, yummy. Stewart does have both a hard liquor drink
1: and a beer in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could have purchased you any number of rare comics or signed monster dicks. Not even a mummy dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, who monsters. would sign a, a mummy's
0: dick?
2: Probably the guy who mummified it. Oh, so it's, a, that it's that not all the, signed in hieroglyphics. It's
0: living. the Bobsy <laughs> <the> Bob- <laughs> Twin mystery. Who would sign a mu- mummy's dick? Who would
2: sign this mummy's dick? Uh, look, um, uh, <laughs> Ellen, can you come in here? I know we we hired you on spec to start writing these Bobsy <laughs> Twin mysteries. I don't think it's going to work out. This first one is just not what
0: we're looking for. <laughs> no, but you're never going to believe who would sign a mummy's dick when, at the end. I think it's just
2: not an appropriate mystery. Read it
0: to the You'll be surprised.
2: I think, and this other one, What's Up Frankenstein's Butt? I'm just not going to read it. I don't even care how surprising the ending is or how many red herrings you built in.
0: It's and a trombone.
1: Your draft of the cover art is very disturbing. Not something we even hired don't you know to do. Don't know why Frankenstein looks like me. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so... My <laughs>
2: so anyway, back to the Jumbotron message.
1: So, rewind. <laughs> uh, we could have purchased you any number of rare comics or signed monster dicks, but now, every time you hear that crack of the can, you'll feel like part of the problem. P.S. Ski is actually, uh... Now, guys, I gotta admit, that's where the message ends. Uh... Pete, er- Erzo, Joe, Mel, John and Megan have gone over the character limit. So let's uh try and speculate as to what S- ski is, ski actually, is a- actually
0: a actually uh uh terrible thing that ruined my knee. Mm, good point, good point. Yeah, Okay, right that's ACL, possibly right. It? Yeah, that's right.
1: Uh I'm going to guess ski is actually an activity you use a ball for. Oh, mm, cuz okay. it's S K E E. Yep, I have mm-hmm. a little bit of inside information that Dan doesn't have, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he looks like an idiot. Yeah, and, Elliot,
2: and you get a guess. And I know that it's spelled S K E E.
1: Yep. So I'm going to guess that it's ski is a rhyme for key. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, so uh, if you guys could write us in to whatever our fucking email address is, just Whitehouse.gov at 100.4. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Write Slash in and tell great. us how close we were to the actual information. Uh, I hope that. You had just finished the sentence, and there weren't multiple sentences after that. And, that Tom,
2: welcome to your 30s. I hope that, like me, you find it is actually better than your 20s.
1: Uh-huh. I actually enjoyed That's my 30s That's what uh, Dan Savage more. wrote that book about, right? It gets better? Uh LA, It's 30s being better than
0: his 20s?
2: <laughs> I mean, I felt like that was the message yeah. for me, sure, yeah. certainly.
0: Mine were better, and then they got precipitously worse. <laughs>
1: really? What happened, uh-huh. Dan?
0: But oh, then, right. I'm, right. You know, Dan
1: stares off into the middle distance, waiting for... Uh, hangman's axe, that's but overall,
2: <laughs> hangman's axe was it the gallows break? Is that where the hangman's using an axe? <laughs> yeah.
0: But I'm sure yours will be better. They're not a thing to be scared of. They're uh, they're your the peak your peak years, and don't worry, Dan. Yeah, you got so. your 40s ahead of you, man.
2: Yeah, and if anything I've learned from Judd Apatow is true, then your 40s is all about just being Paul Rudd. Yeah,
1: just, wow,
0: yeah. I'll take that any day. Sure. Who yeah, yeah. You?
1: Hey, I'm Paul Rudd. I'm in my 40s, comma possibly 50s, and I look <laughs> like I was in my 20s still. I guess possibly 50s. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So we got a lot of work done. What's the next part of this fucking podcast, Danny Boy?
2: What do you do next in this overlong, bloated podcast?
0: The next part of this podcast is letters. From listeners, Holy shit, we're just getting the letters. <laughs> the
2: episode's going long. Oh, Something might be going wrong. So the only way to write it is let's excite it with a song. A song for you about letters. That'll make everything better. Escape from those fetters with letters. 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 Is that a letter over the hill? I don't want to guess. I don't want to get my hopes up So many times I've been disappointed, oh, thinking I see letters ahead of me and nothing's there. No one writes to me in this cabin in the woods. My name is Henry David Thoreau Don't you know Hamilton. Anyway,
0: continue, Dan. Stuart literally <laughs> started texting the middle all that.
1: No, I just got a message from Jesse Thorne, our, uh, I oh, guess, yeah. our podcast impresario, who I invited to be a guest on tonight's episode, but he's too busy, uh, in his words, boking, which I think he means bowling, <laughs> with the creator of Hamilton, so... Oh, and mm. he didn't... Uh, well, when, when that, well, the creator of Hamilton hears my song, he'll appreciate it. <laughs> sure. So
2: So, uh, I assumed that you were texting your uncle to tell him, you know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> yep! <laughs> well, Wait, to text. Wait, it's your cousin. It's oh, cousin, your cousin. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's your cousin, Stuart Spector. (laughs) (laughs) You're still in jail? Well, that sound you were looking for when you get out of jail for murder?
0: (laughs) Um, So this first letter is from Jake, last name withheld. Gyllenhaal. I recently started re-listening to the old episodes and just finished enjoying episode 27, 27 Dresses. Mm -hmm. The rare romantic comedy in your catalog, the three of you managed to... Uh, Except for Christian Mingle. Yeah, The three of you managed to touch on various topics related to female empowerment such as Catherine Heigl's boobs and Hathaway's boobs, how hot Malin Ackerman is relative to Catherine Heigl, how puffy Catherine Heigl's face is, and how Stuart's mustache is not quite Sam Elliott caliber, but is at least Brolin quality. This all culminates with one of the most... I will
2: say, it is unfair to judge, to judge something on... on, uh, on uh, characteristics it never boasted of in the first place. <laughs> mm. It is
0: nowhere in our mission statement to do anything but be idiots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This all culminates with one of the more chilling moments in Flophouse history. Dan menacingly threatening to anally rape Stewart.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta listen to this episode. I don't remember
0: any of of this. It was a different time. So I guess my question is, given you guys haven't picked the chick flip mantle up since... What are some examples of the genre that you all actually enjoy? I thought we ha- we watched Little Bit of Heaven. Yeah. That's was... a different kind of chick flick. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: that's, the, that's like a like a Steel Magnolias type thing, right? We watched
0: those two Nicholas Sparks movies.
2: Yeah, the one about the ghost, mm-hmm. and I didn't see the other one. I was. Uh,
1: what that. about that one where Zac Efron's just trying to get a piece?
0: Oh, yeah, that awkward moment?
1: I didn't watch that one. I, I mean, I'm, that's not that's a more chick of a, flick at all. Okay. That's a
0: bro flick, okay. as is We Are Your Friends, another Zac Efron movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the question? What are some quote chick flicks? Not not a fan of the title, but what I'm are some are we man.
1: talking about? Like romantic comedies? Because thi- a little while like. ago, I recommended Man Up with uh with uh with uh those uh, with uh, Simon man. Pegg. and uh, what's, yeah, what's her name?
0: And I recommend. I like that one. I recommend yeah. Sleeping with Other People. Shortly thereafter, that was a fun one with Allison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to admit, I I. I have a fondness for the... Dan loves Love Actually.
1: No. Specifically that one storyline like where the out. one
0: creepy guy
1: uses the fucking placards to express that. that he's being a dicky, shitty friend. That's
0: a movie that's very entertaining and very terrible at the same time. Yep. It's not a good movie.
1: But what about when Hugh Grant, the boss of that girl, makes his moves on that girl that is his
0: employee? That's really cool. i
2: got to uh, admit, I've never seen Love Actually.
1: Are you kidding me?
2: It's I've great. I've seen
0: it. Maybe someday. Four Weddings and a Funeral in Notting Hill are okay, though, if you're going to go with Richard I mean, Curse a while movies.
2: ago, I, I recommended Middle of Nowhere, which is a movie about a woman.
0: It's not a comedy. I mean, the best romantic comedies are, like, old movies, I feel like. Like how old? Like, uh, like Yeah, I don't like, know, like, like, like Hard Bodies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like Hollywood Hot Tubs.
0: Preston Sturges era. <laughs> yeah,
2: Weird Science. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It, I mean, I wouldn't call those romantic comedies necessarily. You're getting into screwball territory, which is a comedy that has romance in it, but the romance is not of is not of the wooing type through delicacy and grace or even two people communicating on the same level. It's wooing through violent disagreement <laughs> and discord that is a representation yeah, a of suppressed sexual drives. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, yeah, sure, romance. Yeah. Um,
0: What's so what's I don't know. I mean, I don't at this point. I mean, the best romantic comedy in my mind is *His Girl Friday*, and that's a guy browbeating a woman. Uh,
2: Take it, the and woman. The who, woman uh, wow, Ellie really looks shocked. It's a
0: chilling tale of a time. woman who
2: has escaped an overbearing <laughs> and possessive boss who mm-hmm. she was also married to, and then being drawn back figure. into his clutches at the end.
0: But she is, uh, she is equally brassy in that. Uh, movie. But
2: by the end of it, it is clear that he plays the tune and she just dances to it. Okay. When she's like, "We'll have a honeymoon, right?" And he's like, "Sure, sure, sure." Anyway, there's a big story. We're gonna go cover that. Okay, yeah and then we'll have a honeymoon? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Chilling.
3: Mm. They are
2: not equals.
3: Sad.
1: Okay. <laughs> wow, you're like Donald Trump's Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie I like, too. I just wouldn't call it a romance. Okay, so I not think we answered that romance. question.
2: So I, that's one of those. it's one of those things where I feel like I can't think of one off the top of my head, even though I know I've seen a bunch, but there's something about most romantic comedies that, and I don't know if this is me being a misogynist, just doesn't... It doesn't press the buttons that, for me, equal a movie that I'm enjoying watching at the moment. What well, would a which, chick – would like – does I mean, chick flick I,
1: only mean romantic comedy or are we talking about something like Dirty Dancing, a movie that I have recommended on this podcast? Or even like
2: A League of Their Own,
1: which is a movie about yeah. women, which
2: is great. Or like I just finished watching the other day Daughters of the Dust, which is not entirely about women but is very much from a female point of view and is really good. But like, it's not a romance, or it's not a romantic comedy. There's romantic elements, and I wouldn't call it a chick flick. Like, I don't know. It's a. I don't know what the. I don't know what the parameters of that genre are. So it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to think of what I've seen that's that fits.
1: Yeah, you need to understand the edges of
2: the sandbox you're playing (laughs) in. So I guess I'm gonna have to say like Tank Girl, and uh,
1: sure, that's not even a good movie. uh, And the craft. The
0: craft. And for all the sexist stuff you listed up front, uh I'm sorry, we used to be bigger knuckleheads even than we are today, I
2: guess so. I mean, it's like I don't know what the i there's no there's no excuse for it. I would have to see the context of their marks, mm-hmm. sir.,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, let's get a transcript and pour over it afterwards,
2: and also, we did start doing this just being for myself when I was in my early to mid twenties, so. Uh, I didn't, I'd, no I'd, excuse, I'd, I didn't even know what it, I'd never even talked to a girl before mm-hmm. it was all the sublimated anger of a nerd who wasn't who could who where women couldn't see why he was a great guy they should date even though he never talked to them and just kind of looked at them in a creepy way yeah. hoping they would start talking to him that turned into a kind of rage that could only erupt through the venom that nowadays with Twitter would be. I guess aimed at a Ghostbuster. That <laughs> at the time I had no outlet
1: other than Catherine Heigl. Most of my interactions with women were female characters in JRPGs
0: that I watched my friend play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next letter is from Tom Last Name Withheld. Hardy. Oh, oh. <laughs> if that is the email
1: I like said. dogs. What do you think of them? <laughs>
0: Well, I think
2: they're great. It's interesting. I mean,
0: any, I mean, I'm a huge fan of his, so anything he reaches out and talks about is interesting. Sure. I, the email said, if Elliot said Selick, give him a point. <laughs> Ooh, so close. Oh, wow, you're,
1: you're working at a deficit already. When my parents
0: yeah. asked my, my brother Jeff what they should name me. He said Magnum, as in P.I., not the condom. They don't know that. But to the point. Or the ice cream. Floppers, for the past three months I've inadvertently been listening to all of my podcasts at one point four speed and never noticed. <sighs> what did yeah, this? this is Juben. I've never noticed over the ninety plus episodes I've listened to. In fact, I never, may never have known of this unless my wife asked why the hell it was playing so fast the first time she heard an episode. For all these months of listening, I never understood why people talk about how depressed Dan sounds. Now I do. <laughs> he
2: sounded as chipper as a machines guy. <laughs> Dan,
0: please talk 40% faster at all times. You are so much funnier at that speed. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Dan yeah. can barely
1: speak coherent words at this speed. Yeah. Dan was so much funnier at that speed, Elliot made my eyes start to bleed <laughs> from the corners.
0: <laughs> well, read on. Uh... Even though, even though it's only 40% faster, you sound 80% less depressing. It's a great value. Elliot, your voice is not annoying at all at normal speed.
2: Uh, That's not true. <laughs> I suggest you talk
0: 40% faster from time to time, just so people realize how much worse it could be. Stuart, your, your voice exists out of time and sounds remarkably unchanged, regardless of speed. Yeah. Flop on and flop hard. Tom. So... uh I guess I'm sorry for talking. We have slower than I should be. Hey,
2: you don't know him a damn thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but you could pep it up a little. Let's see a smile. That's the moral of like the whole letter segment. <laughs> we don't owe you people a damn thing. So wow. Dan,
2: like, give us a smile every once in a while. Come on, pretty pretty, give me a smile. Wow. Come on, honey. Whoa. Come on, honey, looking good. Give me a smile. I smile, don't baby. like this at all. Hey, come on. Light up the world. Just even it's a joke. I don't give care. Give me for a smile. <laughs> I'm giving you a taste of what it's like, Dan. Yeah. Hashtag check yourself. Hashtag woke.
3: <laughs> you
2: <have> Herman Woke, <laughs> author of The Winds of War and War and Remembrance, and Marjorie Morningstar and The Cane Mutiny.
1: Marjorie Morningstar sounds like an awesome paladin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, a nun turned paladin.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Herman Woke is the, one of those authors, and maybe this is just my experience, where your dad has a lot of books by him, so you're like, he must be a great author, yep. and he's very readable. And when you're older, you're like, he's a very good author. He's not a
0: great author. Sure. Okay, well, this has been the Flophouse Literary Corner. Can we have yeah, the yeah. Literary Corner theme?
2: <laughs> There's only... Uh, hey, everybody, let's look at some books. Book at some looks. Rook with some gooks. Let's have some Wait. books Ugh. for looks in nooks. Here we go, get your hooks on some books. Flophouse Literary Corner. Because
1: usually your dad's bookshelf is filled with only great authors like Ludlums, your yep. Bernard Cornwells, or, your in, or in the case of my dad... a a hastily hidden DVD copy of Dancing at the Blue Iguana with (laughs) (laughs) with Daryl Hannah. Where I'm like, this isn't even porn, Dad. What's going on? It's like this weird extended improv exercise set in a strip club. That's what I'm into, son. (laughs) Uh, This one goes like this. Who wrote wrote
0: Pillars of the Earth? I don't remember. That's (laughs) one of my dad's favorites. Anyway. This is from Irvin Last Name With Held, who writes... I was recently in NYC for the Del Close Marathon and to visit Hinterlands. Uh, Never heard I th- of it. I found myself on two occasions in the same room with performers I admire and celebrate. Let's just call them celebrities for short. The first time was at the performers' party at the Del Close Marathon. I saw the likes of Jason Matsoukas, Lauren Lapkus, Mary Holland, and Chris Gethard. People wouldn't stop going up to them to praise their work. The celebrities were generous with their time, even when it looked like they were just trying to go to the bathroom. I decided to leave the celebrities alone. I'm just some tubby, middle-aged weirdo they don't know. Why bother them? The second time was in Hinterlands. Stuart and Dan were at the bar. As I walked up, Stuart said to Dan, Dude, do you want some coffee or something? (laughs) It's a pretty good impression. (laughs) Seems like Dan got shit-faced on a Sunday afternoon and Stuart was looking after his buddy shit-faced on a that, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I de- I determined right then... I determined right then that it wasn't a good time to introduce myself. I ordered a drink and sat on the patio. What do you do when you encounter in the wild a person whose creative work you appreciate so much that you regard them as a celebrity? My normal approach is to leave that person alone, but I have an odd sense of regret for not introducing myself. Thanks for the flopping peaches, Irvin, last name withheld. Now that's... Let's go back for a moment and just clarify. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember this time. Promises.
2: of, of what I you mean to
0: you giving me coffee. Mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee ever as a, uh, either a hangover cure or an attempt to sober up because uh, because it's not effective for either. Okay. Uh, I was just really tired. I was not okay, drunk dude. Sure. Hey, whatever. Afternoon. Doesn't
2: matter. I mean, you can be, doesn't matter. You can be matter. as drunk as you want. I'm
0: dude. Just no saying no that this guy him. should have just come up and said hi. Look, Sunday morning I coming mean, down. The I beer just... you had
2: for breakfast was so
1: good, you had another for dessert. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast and I think it's I mean, it might be a little self-serving, but if you are ever around me and are wondering if it would be weird or anything for you to introduce yourself, I would personally love it for you to introduce yourself. So don't be think it's weird on my account. I think it's great. I it's, like talking to people. Uh that that's awesome. That
0: I mean, yeah, I don't want this person to feel like they missed an opportunity, but uh I mean, we probably would mean,
1: just talk about boring bullshit anyway. So you though. probably you probably won out on that one. Same goes for me. Look, I If you can find a rare Elliot sighting in the wild, that's like that's like catching it. a fucking Mewtwo out there, man. Yeah, yeah, like they are rare as shit.
2: You've just seen a slow loris. Out, yep. l- out on a tree somewhere. That's uh, He's usually hiding inside of a hole.
1: Yep. I so w- get him talking. Uh, don't be antagonistic toward an Elliot. Don't be like, uh, do you even like Abraham Lincoln? Because that's just uh, you trying too hard, man. Step
2: off. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was at the... I forget if... Maybe it was Father's Day. I was at the Turtleback Zoo in New Jersey, my hometown zoo, mm-hmm. and uh, which they have refurbished and made much nicer than it was when I grew up there, And at the zoo. And... I was there with my dad and with my family, and a guy came up and was like, Are you Ellie Kalen from the flop house? Da, da 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 and he was very nice. And it was just a very brief encounter, you know, we talked a little bit about the podcast. Yep. And my dad, that was months ago, my dad still brings it up all the time. He could not have been more pleased and delighted to have seen me, like, noticed like a celebrity and have somebody be interested in talking to me. So, like, if you ever see me, even when I'm with, when I'm with my family, come on up and say hello. Yep. Like, if I'm with my dad, my in-laws, impresses the hell out of them. Just come on up and pretend
1: I'm important. Yeah, for some reason you're using a magnifying glass just looking around in the street and you're like, oh, there's an Elliot Kalen down <laughs> hey, there. Hey, <when laughs> <you're laughs>
0: uh, As for actual celebrities, though, I feel like, I feel like, Part of it is there's a scale, like we are not actually famous, so we are delighted. We're not
2: even almost famous. That's a movie. (laughs) 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 We're not
0: a DVD copy of Almost Famous. (laughs) famous. Not Uh, yet, but I keep trying. But because of our lack of fame, we're delighted when we're treated as famous. Uh, I think that probably there's a scale where uh, minor celebrities are more keen on being noticed and interacted with than yeah, major and then celebrities. All the way at the top, you have the most famous person, Amos, who
2: does not like to be noticed. <laughs> no, that's why he disguises himself with a cookie tin. Yeah,
1: the I feel like for the most part, if you go up to somebody and uh, uh, introduce yourself and just say that you like their work, um, and that's about it. I, I yeah. think even the most famous person will be at least somewhat happy about it. And if they were not happy about it, they're that's probably going through some shit. Yeah.
2: There are definitely people that I was too nervous to go up to and say hello to, even within the past couple of years. And I regret
1: it after the Doesn't fact. Hodgman have like a set of rules for interacting with celebrities where you... I think it's basically
0: what you said. Like yeah. you go up to them, say you appreciate what they do, and then you leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good set of rules. I mean, that's that's life lessons you can live by Mm -hmm. and maybe you know if they seem interested in keeping the conversation going that's a different thing but maybe in over a drink yeah at their place
1: yeah or in the case of hodgman some kind of weird antagonistic relationship (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) where he shows affection by being mean and and ultimately (laughs) bullying and very helpful yeah that could happen
0: uh, but, uh, we're running long, so I think that that's the end of the letter segment. <laughs> Sorry, other letters. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. One other letter that won't we'll get read. Well, uh, that a b- really good b- letter, Before a it. Shocktober oh, well. episode.
1: So, what's the next part we do, Danny?
0: Uh, don't call me that. The next part is... Okay,
2: Danzo. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's in, in the dark.
0: Mm-hmm. The next is recommendations Dirty of... Dancing. ...movies we actually liked. Um, in a In opposition... <laughs> to, to Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. Well, oh, can okay. I, I mean, I'll go
2: first just to speed it along. Mm-hmm. Uh he, Christian Mingle about a woman who's desperately trying to get married reminded me of a movie that I watched recently about some women who are not so interested in getting married. That was really good. It's called Mustang and it's from Turkey and it was Turkey's entry for the it was nominated for best foreign language film at the Academy Awards last year. Mm-hmm. It's about five daughters, five sisters who are from the they're kind of mid-teens to the youngest daughter is probably about 12. And after a day when they are seen too publicly, kind of like playing on the beach with boys, their very conservative uncle and grandmother, who are their guardians, decide they got to get them married off quick and they're going to lock them down in the house and not let them out until then because they're bringing too much shame on the family. And it becomes almost kind of like a prison picture about these five sisters, Mm -hmm. and it's alternately... Very funny at times and very harrowing at other times. And it was just really,
0: really good. So Mustang from Turkey. I'm going to recommend a movie that uh, I wasn't... I was maybe not in the right brain space to watch it uh, and enjoy it as fully as I should have. Uh, I was looking for something light and escapist, but uh, through circumstance, I ended up watching instead... The Duke of Burgundy, (laughs) the, uh, movie about a sort of master-slave sexual relationship that was shot in the style of old Euro-smut films from the 70s, but has a little bit more on its mind. It's about this lesbian, uh, relationship. You first encounter these women as one of them comes as a maid to the other one's house and the, uh mistress uh treats her very poorly and it's only over a period of time that you come to realize oh that they're enacting this kind of ritualized um scene between the two of them that's going to end up in a sexual encounter and uh it's very restrained for a movie about a lesbian S&M relationship or it's about as tasteful as any movie that has the phrase human toilet in it ever could be. <laughs> okay. uh- I'm just like I'm just saying like it's
1: not a movie to watch for yeah, like for a movie that doesn't feature Sam Kinnison shouting. You're not <laughs> in <the> gonna. Toilet.
2: <laughs> and it's not a family picture. It's not. It's this not a family a, you picture. You know what? Everyone's in the same house for Christmas again. Yeah. For Christmas again. Yeah. Let's just pop in the Duke of Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Grandma'll like it's that. Not,
1: it's, should we watch that movie about the dogs who get all captured and the kids have to rescue the dogs from the pound? <laughs>
2: should we watch the movie where Kevin Spacey becomes a cat? Or should we watch this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a family picture, but uh, other than like references to sex and some lingerie it's also not explicit really it's uh more of a movie about a relationship and showing how uh over time this uh ritualized sexual relationship is causing um some strain on the relationship uh, on the person specifically who has to be the dominant one and has to always be uh fulfilling the fantasies of the submissive woman um and it's kind of funny in certain ways it's very beautifully shot um it's kind of sad again i saw it on a day that i was looking for something a little more goofy so if you're in that mood maybe don't watch it but i'm glad i saw it because uh, it's very well very well done so duke of burgundy
1: so I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek uh, uh, for a recommendation. This is a movie that I only watched about half of so far, oh. but oh boy, it's a hot a pizza. Okay, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 I'm talking about uh, straight to Netflix uh, action flick. Hard Target Two, starring Scott Adkins and my oh, girl Rona shit. Mitra. Hell yeah! It's you on hear those? Yeah, yeah. You hear those two names, and you're like, "Oh man, this one's gonna be a fucking banger!" Better lock the doors. And uh, you're kind of right. Sometimes
2: it seems Stuart like
1: you're you're extemporarily you're extemporizing
2: an audition to to re- replace Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah it opens up with Scott Atkins fucking killing his friend with a sweet ass jump kick, <laughs> and then uh turns into a hard target turns into a hard target movie where he uh accepts a uh a job from this creepy ass European dude uh for what he thinks is gonna be a no hold sparred fucking uh battle because he's super sad about killing his friend with that uh aforementioned jump kick so he's been drinkable. <laughs> 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 he's been drinking a lot and beating the shit out of dudes for money, so he takes this job and it turns out, uh oh, he's being hunted by these other ass wipes because uh, that's what hard targets are about. Yeah, he's yeah, a hard it's target, the most dangerous game. And one of the uh, one of the one of the people hunting him is, of course, Rona Mitra carrying a couple of fucking crossbow pistols, which is fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I fell asleep because I was drinking a lot and it was like <laughs> six in the morning. But don't worry, guys. I'll give you a full report next time. Uh, and my other movie, I'm going to recommend that I watched all of, is uh, The Nice Guys, the oh, yeah. uh, the latest uh, like Sh- Shane Black joint. Uh, kind of a companion piece in some ways to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, it's a noir, uh, '70s noir uh, comedy with some really great standout performances from Ryan Gosling and a surprisingly hilarious performance by Russell Crowe. You know, uh, font of comedy juice, Russell Crowe. So did you watch the whole movie? I watched all of it. I did not fall asleep uh, once. <laughs> uh, and I think it's great. Uh, and you should go check it out. The Nice Guys.
0: I watched movie. And at movie. least the first
1: half of Hard Target 2. <laughs>
0: I watched a movie called Mister Nice Guy the other day. You oh, know the Jackie Chan movie? No, I don't think that was it. Who's in it? A different one. You don't
2: think that was it? <laughs> Hold so on. like you don't remember <laughs> if Jackie Chan was in the movie yeah, or not? One of the biggest yeah. stars in the world. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jackie Chan usually makes a pretty specific impression.
0: <laughs> no, wait. It it's it. not
2: like it's not like you couldn't remember if it was like if which uh, whether it was like. Um, uh, James Agar or like or John Agar or like uh you know some, or Peter Graves you know something like that in a movie from the 50s
0: alright maybe I was thinking of a different movie this story didn't go so you anywhere. still
2: don't know if Jackie Chan was in it no well. <laughs> <laughs> here's Dan I'm gonna ask you one simple question was, Jack, <laughs> was Jackie Chan in the movie Jackie Chan
0: ah! Whatever movie I watched, it did not have Jackie Chan. So Janet. it's not
2: the Mr. Nice Guy that Stewart
0: is referring to. No.
2: Let's checkmate. Let's not pretend we live in this world where you could have seen Mr. Nice Guy with Jackie Chan. It was not that movie. I think we've established through this one piece of information.
0: All right, Sherlock Holmes. Slylock Fox. Thanks for. Yeah, thanks for. I just wanted
2: to uh, take out any reasonable doubt that you had maybe watched a Jackie Chan movie and somehow had forgotten that the very (laughs) unique star, Jackie Chan, whose synthesis of martial arts virtuosity (laughs) and slapstick humor is unparalleled, in my mind, by anyone in the world. That you didn't somehow overlook over right. his contributions to Home <laughs> okay. at home. They were thinking, who was the guy who did a really funny ladder uh, battle okay. with, four, with four organized crime hitmen? Sure. I don't even remember. There's no way of saying. All right. <laughs> We're just going to have to assume we're in some universe where it both was and was not Jackie Chan until through observing yeah. the film we collapse those mm-hmm. possibilities okay. into one point in time
0: Sure. Alright <laughs>
2: Let's just not leave the audience hanging, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Thinking that you have some sort of Jackie Chan-specific amnesia <laughs> that only affects your ability to remember the presence of Jackie Chan. <laughs> the king of martial arts comedies for three decades, at Uh-oh. least.
0: Okay. Ooh. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that. Because it- So I guess watch Mr. Price
1: Gaster <laughs> and Jackie Chan. Dan, watch it tonight just to make sure it wasn't the movie you <laughs> no, saw before
0: i'll take that homework assignment but uh uh we we appreciate your listening uh you a lot should of great go shows on the max network listen to other shows on the max Fund network there's a ton of them uh a ton of them more popular than us like uh for good reason at this any, point anything anything by the McElroys, uh throwing shade uh, judge john hodgman Adam Ruins Everything, all more popular than us. Throw some support to the ones that don't need it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, 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 We got this. That's a great it. show with our boys and Oh, mobile. no, Ross and Carrie was mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Bullseye is a great show. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of Jordan and Jesse Go.
1: Yeah, yeah, The inspiration of this podcast.
0: hmm uh,
1: Dairy Report. hmm
0: They're all great. but Beef and Dairy
1: Network. Oh, Beef and Dairy Network, sorry.
2: It's not about uh, their
1: rival show. That's all about Lamb.
0: <laughs> but now uh, we have to say goodbye, so we can rest up for Shocktober.
2: Oh boy, because mm. it's what a three piece Shocktober. It's a
0: three oh, episode Shocktober this year. So it's gonna it,
1: get nasty.
0: Mm-hmm. So even though you're sad that Small Vember is gone, leave it behind.
2: Getting... It's dead now. Yeah, mm. just keep walking. There's nothing you can do to save it.
0: Yeah. We got better and bigger things coming up. So uh, for the Flophouse, I've been Dan McCoy.
1: I've been uh, Stuart Wellington.
2: And I'm Elliot Kalen, a man who's fully aware of when he's seen Jackie Chan on film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good night, everyone.
2: You okay, you do, doing all right? Just waking up?
0: Doing some practical exercise. What? Trying to get my brain right. Let's, let's get
2: your brain right. Uh, I guess. Tell you, okay, well, let's do some puzzle teasers to get your brain working. <laughs> Old people yep. do this. Uh huh. Okay.
1: So if Slylock Fox and Max Mouse are both walking at two miles an hour. Okay. Uh-huh. Ask for a mouse. They're uh, walking <laughs> two miles an hour. Can you hold off on questions until after I'm done?
2: Okay, not a question, but
0: yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, And they take a fork in the road. Yeah. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) Max Mouse has uh, consumed one kilogram of cheese. (laughs) Meanwhile? Like while he's eating or while he's he's walking? While he's eating, definitely. (laughs) Also while he's walking. How much do they weigh considering the amount of kilojoules of energy is burned off? (laughs) Uh, by the time they reach uh, Cincinnati. So where do they start? <laughs> uh, I'm not done. I said no questions until the end. <laughs> uh, they started in Cleveland. Okay. Just a
2: simple trans
1: Ohio walk,
2: <laughs> as we've all done.
0: Uh, all right. Let's... Are you not going to answer? Uh, uh, all right. They weigh... A fox amount. Fox of, amount. Of weight. So you're
2: saying the mouse has a negligible weight? Yeah, it's not even countable, not even recordable. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one. <laughs> Let's say the cryptkeeper has four wormy boners. Okay. He gives. Seems like a lot. Half those wormy boners to
1: Stuart. Okay. I then accept them greedily. <laughs>
2: Stuart gives half of those wormy boners mm-hmm. to Dan. Okay. Dan Wait, then gives half of. How many of we start with? Dude,
3: come on!
0: Or <laughs>
2: <laughs> forget <laughs> it. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> not, if, I can, if you're not going to help yourself, I can't help you.
0: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported. Good news, everyone! There are still a few tickets remaining for the London Podcast Festival, September 22nd through 26th. We've just announced a dazzling new addition to the Bullseye lineup. Sharon Horgan, creator and star of the hit shows Pulling and Catastrophe, as well as a new show, Divorce, which launches soon on HBO. Comedian Josie Long, Veep creator Armando Iannucci, and musician Romare round out the bullseye lineup. But the fun doesn't stop there, friends. International Waters and Judge John Hodgman tickets are still available, too. Do not sleep on this. Feast your eyes on the juicy full lineup and grab your tickets right now at MaximumFun.org.